This is the best show, and this is the link, bestshow.net. Drink up and ascend. You'll laugh your ass off. Trust me, I wouldn't steer you wrong. This is the best show, and this is the link, bestshow.net. Drink up and ascend. You'll laugh your ass off. Trust me. I wouldn't steer you wrong. This is the best show. And this is the link. Bestshow.net. Drink up and descend. You'll laugh your ass off. Trust me. I wouldn't steer you wrong. This is the best show. And this is the link. Bestshow.net. Drink up and descend. You'll laugh your ass off. Trust me. I wouldn't steer you wrong. This is the best show. And this is the link. Bestshow.net. Drink up and descend. You'll laugh your ass off. Trust me. I wouldn't steer you wrong. This is the best show. And this is the link, bestshow.net. Drink up. <laughs> You'll laugh your ass off. Trust me. I wouldn't steer you wrong.
the best show. How's it going, everybody? Welcome. I welcome you to the best show. My name's Tom Sharpling. I'm your host for tonight's installment of the best show. We've got an exciting one for you. Greg Turkington's going to call in in a little bit. Give us uh, some of the showbiz uh, lowdown. Always uh, look forward to hearing from Greg. And uh, the topic tonight. What are we talking about? I can't defend it. I think that's the topic. What's this weird? There it is. No. Yes, no. Hold on. How's this sound, Mike? There it is. That's what it was. had the speaker up. Draw me up the wall. Kind of thing you'd think Dudio would catch, but you know. I don't know. He's caught up in other things. Can't keep his eye on the prize. That's fine. I'll just keep doing the show over here. Oh, by the way, Mike, it's thebestshow.net only been the sole website of the show for the last two and a half years. That's fine. You'll, you'll, you'll warm up to it. You'll, oh, that wasn't you. Okay. Well, excuse my, my apologies then. I don't know what that was. Um, no, it was very unsettling. So, I want to tell you all. Oh, I'd like to tell you some stuff, but my throat's a little, a little parched. Mama, Mama, Mamacita, Mamacita, please, please, I, I, I need a cold beverage, please, please, Mamacita, please, just a, a, a cold drink. I'm trying to talk into the microphone, and I, I can't if, if I don't have a cold drink. Oh, thank you, Mamacita. This is black cherry. Thank you, Mamacita. Doesn't say good. Thanks, Mrs. Crawford. That's all right. So everybody's off book tonight, right? I'll tell you this. It's a fun show. We're all going to have fun. I'm letting go of some of the stuff. Look, for a lot of this year, I've carried a lot of baggage. Letting it go. Were there weeks where I couldn't stand the sight of any of the faces I saw out there every Tuesday? Yeah, there were weeks. <laughs> Not anymore. I like it. I like it. Were there weeks when I would just fantasize about getting a call saying that one of them has a cold and can't do the show? And maybe all three of them couldn't. Yeah, that happened. Probably about... Ten times? No, not that many weeks. Eight weeks. Eight of the weeks of this year. Not that many weeks. Were there times I fantasized about a... Hey, Tom, can I talk to you before the show? This is my last show. Yeah. Not anymore. I treasure. After last week, I realized I treasure these guys. Pat... Studio, Mike, they're the lifeblood of the show. They're what makes the show work, not me. 
I'm just a mere bystander on this show. They're the show. And that's how I tell you. That should be a show out there. They should, bro, they should make a sitcom about this place. <laughs> i tell you where they should do a show about is where I work. Where do you work? On a sitcom. They should do a sitcom about the office I work in where we write a sitcom about someone's workplace. What did we hear? We just heard Boss Hog. So good. From the new album, Brood X. It's on uh, In the Red. Black Eyes. From Boss Hog. And starting us off, Bell Bottoms by the John Spencer Blues Explosion, which I believe is on Mom and Pop Records. That's on the album Orange. And today's the last day I can play that before it becomes the song from Baby Driver, which it becomes, which I saw last night, and which is a lot of fun. And everybody's going to have a great time. With Baby Driver. And I met the Baby Driver. He was like, I'm a baby. No, I didn't, he didn't say that. I said hi to the Baby Driver when we were uh, by the... Uh, by the theater entrance. He was there shaking hands. Hello, I'm Baby Driver. I hope you enjoy the movie. My name's Baby Driver. His name's not Baby Driver, but... So, uh... Yeah. Bell Bottoms. Huge! Huge feature for, for the song Bell Bottoms. Holy moly. I tell you, what a tribute to the greatness that is the John Spencer Blues Explosion. Had fun, saw all sorts of people. Saw John Spencer at the thing, at the movie. Yeah, I sat next to him, not bragging. I watched a movie sitting next to him. No, it's fine. No. It's fine. What you do last night, uh, Duty F? Hey, Dudio, what'd you do last night? Hey, he's, I can't hear him. Whatever. I tell you, somebody came up to me at a thing, and they were just like, you got to check out my Dudio impression. And they started doing an impression. It was pretty good. I'm not going to say, because you're going to flip out on them. But someone you know, they were doing an impression of you. I was like, that is a great impression. And, but it was flattering because you, you, know you know what the secret to the impression was? You're a happy guy. You're happy. You have like a, a there's like a, 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 a joy to your voice. I do the impression I do of Mike. That's like, uh, it's 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 like uh, it's like somebody needs to get their rotors changed on their brakes. It's like that moment when you go to get your brakes checked, and then the guy, the mechanic's just like, "Yeah, you got to get your rotors ch uh, changed." You're just like, "Oh, I missed it. The pads went straight through the road." Also, can't make, it's 2017. We can't make these pads any stronger. 
these rotors. It always goes down to the rot, right? Yeah, it went all the way down to the rotors. You're going to have to get the rotors changed. Really? We can't, we can't, uh, make these pads a little tougher at this point. Pads all seem to get shredded pretty, uh, fast. You're on a, a high alert, uh, auto industry. We're watching you. Best show. Hey Tom, how's it going? Oh, it's well, I'm, it's going well. To whom am I speaking? Uh, my name is Ben. I'm calling from Bloomington, Indiana. Ben, what's going on tonight? Who's the best band from Bloomington, Indiana? You can say it. Say it. Come on. Uh, the Zero Boys. That is way up there. Yes. Yeah. There's a lot. Bloomington's yeah. popping off right now. What actually. about like Dow Jones and the Industrials? Weren't they from Bloomington? You know, my uh, roommate actually reissued their record recently. Hmm. Don't, don't tell me. Uh, don't tell me. He doesn't, have to be, he doesn't have to be shy about mailing me a copy. I'll, uh, yeah, I'll put in a word for you. Oh, oh, a word. Oh, jeepers. I hope I pass the test there. Okay, I'll steal some no, 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 from look, my roommate. I, I don't want it. I'll go buy it. Just saying to do a radio show. Miss them, actually. Do a radio show, promote stuff, turn people on to good music. Guys, uh, you guys are trapped underneath boxes upon boxes of Dow Jones and the Industrial Reasons. <laughs> I could help move a few of them, but no, it's fine. You, you see, if I uh, put the go- put the word in for me, by all means, Ben. So, okay, I'll do my I'll do my best. So, so what do I owe the pleasure of this call? Okay, so I was um, I was killing time the other day, and I was scrolling through John Mayer's Instagram page. How's that? And I was getting pretty deep down there, and I noticed a comment from Courtney Love on a photo. Um, So John Mayer has a photo in Boston, and he has PRS guitars tagged. And so Courtney Love, the Courtney Love, I checked, um, writes, PRS guitars got all pissed off at me for trashing one. PM me. I want to hear about your conversion to deadheadism. I did a sweat lodge in B.C., and I have a story for you, bud. My real father managed the dead for 10 seconds. Long story short, comma, I always liked Pigpen, though. Okay, so that's that's cool, right? I guess Courtney Love's a, a fan of Pigpen, yeah. Yeah, I'm a fan of Courtney Love. Good music. Well, that's all I got. Right? I got to kick out of Right? That's a good song. You like that song? I can't say I'm a deadhead. I was uh, no, it's at work like today. We were song. listening to some it's whole. dead records. Imagine Hole doing Celebrity Skin, a 38-minute version of Celebrity Skin, stretching out, ruining everything that's great about Courtney Love's <clears throat> catchy, great songs. What is the, uh, what's the whole record to start with? I've never listened. Celebrity Skin. Star Wars Celebrity Skin. Celebrity Skin is the one? Yeah. You do live, live Through This or Celebrity Skin. You do both. What are, you, what are you waiting for? I'll do it tonight. Well, why don't you listen to the best show tonight, uh, pal? All do right. it tomorrow. Thanks for taking my call. Get off my phone. With all, with all, with peace and love, get off my phone. Peace and love, I'm what? going to hang up on you. Peace. Hello, hi. Welcome to the best show. To whom am I speaking? Uh, um, Henry from Traverse City, Michigan. Henry from Michigan. 
Yeah. Hi, Henry. How are you? Good. What's going on? Um, I just, uh, am hanging out, um, with my parents. I'm eight years old. Uh, so, yeah. You're hanging out with your parents. Yeah. How's that going? You, you like your parents? They're cool, right? Yeah. What are you doing this summer? Any, any fun things, uh, in store? Uh, I'm gonna, um, well, my cousins are coming. They live in New York City. Your cousins live in New York City, and they're coming to visit you in Michigan. And how old are your cousins? Uh, um, seven and nine. Okay, so you're right in the middle. Yeah. And what are you guys going to do? You're going to go to, uh, you're going to play with the hose? What are you going to do? Spray each other with the hose? Jump through the, jump through the sprinkler? Uh, they just like, um, they're on my grandma's side of the family. Yeah. So, they're going to stay there. So, anyways, I have something for the topic. Well, let me ask you one thing though, young man. What's your name again? Henry. Henry, that's right. Sorry, I'm. Uh, I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm uh, I got a bad memory, Henry. I, I forget things even a minute after I hear them. Henry, why don't you say this to your uh, to your uh, pops? Is your pops nearby? Yeah. Let me ask you this, Henry. What would you want? Yeah. Is there an amu- Is there like a water park near you? You got a water park? Yeah. Right. There's a splash pad. Splash pad. How's that? Is that fun? Yeah. So this is what I, wa- I want you to say. Go up to yeah. your pops, right? Yeah. And say, dear, dear papa. And what you do while you're on the phone is he, he say, say, dear papa. Yeah. Would you take me and my cousins to the water park to splash pad, please? Let's hear it. Can you go do it now? Yeah. All right, go do it. Let me hear it. Uh, Daddy, can you take me? No, no, dear Papa. Say dear Papa, Henry. All right. Dear Papa, can you take me and my cousins to the splash pad? And now say, okay, here's the next thing you say. Yeah. I I know you're a little cheap, right? Just say, I know you're a little cheap, Papa. But you're going to have... I know you're a little... You go ahead. Right. Say it again. Say it, say it to your father. I know you're a little cheap, Papa. But you're gonna have to you're gonna have to crack that wallet open one of these days. Well, you're gonna have to crack that wallet open one of these days. You can't take it with you. Can't take it with you. Now, what's he saying? Uh... I think he came over to do something to me. To do um, something he, to you? <laughs> and then you just say, uh, you say, say, I'm he, not, I'm not threatening you, Papa. I'm not threatening you, Papa. But it sure would be a shame if someone woke up with barbecue sauce poured on their head. But it were, it sure would be a shame if somebody woke up with barbecue sauce on their head. I 
I I would I would bet that if we went to Splash Pad, no one would wake up with barbecue sauce on their head, Papa. I I bet if we went to the Splash Pad, nobody would wake up with barbecue sauce on their he- on their head, Papa. All right, what's he saying now? Is he mad? I think he's getting angry at me. He's getting angry. Do a funny dance. That'll get you out of it. Yeah. Say, and now, a funny dance. And now, a funny dance. Do a funny dance. Uh, they're in the other room, presently. He's in the other room? Yeah. Okay, now here's what you gotta do. Yeah. You're going to have to go, uh, you're going to does he know you're calling into this show, by the way? Yeah. Okay. Well, here's what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to mm, get a pot and a, and a spoon and bang it. Okay? Yeah. Go get a pot and a spoon and you just say, bang and go, splash, pad, splash, pad. But like hit the thing when you do it like, blink, 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 splash, pad, splash, pad. Okay. All right. Go get the spoon. I got that. You got a spoon and a and a pot. Yep. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new office hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel, and Doug is back from down under. Goodbye. Goodbye. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. Who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. Okay, let's hear it go. Splash pad, splash pad. Splash pad, splash pad. But hit the hit the spoon with the... Hit the pot with the spoon. Oh, I don't. I um. I don't have the right. spoon in the pan okay, right now. Worry, I'm not worry. in my kitchen. Don't worry. Don't so. worry, Henry. Don't worry. Look, I. What do you have for the topic, young man? Uh, um, Star Wars. You know the prequels are kind of bad. Oh, like you can't, like you can't forgive them. Well. I like, kind of like them. Like you kind of can't, can't really def- yeah, you can't defend, defend them. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had my own topic wrong. You can't defend them. So, yeah, you can't defend uh the topic. I mean the the movies, sorry. So, yeah. Yeah. What what's your favorite part of the prequels? Uh Well, the third one uh the last part when they're battling in that lava place. Yeah. That was pretty cool. How about when he goes, uh, when he goes, no! Remember that? Yeah, that was pretty cheesy. Yeah, it was pretty cheesy. Who's your least favorite character in all of the prequels? Watto? Uh, Jar Jar Binks. What? He's cool. Well. Here are my favorite characters. Yeah. C-3PO, Jar 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 Binks. Yeah. The elephant-looking dude who's in the band in uh, Return of the Jedi. 
Oh, yeah. He's pretty funny. And that's it. Those are the only characters I like in all mm-hmm. of Star Wars. So. Yeah. Great. This is a great call, Henry. You're going to have a great summer. I hope you will, too. Thank you. That's the nicest thing anyone ever said. No one says nice things to me here. I'll tell you this, Henry. No one says nice things to me here. No one. No one says nice things. I see these people saying nice things to each other all day long. Yeah. I don't know what it's like. I get You know who says nice things to me? My wife and my dog. That's it. The only people who say nice things to me. My wife and my mm-hmm. dog. Everybody else, I'm like dirt on their shoe. All right, young well, man. Have, uh, a, have a grand evening. You too. And tell your papa that you're just joking, but not really, that you do want to go to the water park, but you're not going to pour barbecue sauce on his head. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Bye. Best show. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the best show. Hey, Tom. It's David from Baltimore. David from Baltimore. David, what's going on tonight? Not too much. I have a few for the topic. What's the topic being? I can't defend it. What can't yeah, you defend? So these are both uh, music related. But um, I guess the first one is regarding my favorite band, R.E.M. Yeah. Murmur. I, cannot def- I love Murmur. What? It's my favorite album ever. Really? Okay. Um, but I cannot in all sense defend uh, the song Everybody Hurts. Why not? You don't hurt? You disagree hurt. with the sentiment? I, I, I often hurt, but I think the way I think about it is that if it was like any other band doing it, I would not like the song whatsoever. Yeah. So I love the album, but I can't defend that song. Yeah, all right. Well, you know, there's worse REM songs out there. And everybody hurts. Which are which are worse? The one with the KRS One ain't so hot. Uh, That's pretty bad. The one was like with the rubber, the rubbery drum sound, not so good. What's the frequency, Kenneth? Not so hot. There's a bunch of them. They made a lot. They made good music. They made some not so. Whoever who didn't make some not so good music, right? That's true. They they made some bad. Like I can't. I guess I can't defend probably the good. Twenty percent to thirty percent of their catalog. You know, you know. All right, what else you got? Um, the other one, I guess this might be a little obvious, but um, I love George Harrison. I think uh, "Got My Mind Set on You" is maybe the worst song ever. Well, not the worst song ever, but one of the worst songs. That's a fun song. He, re- he covered it. He covered it because it was a thing he probably liked as a kid, so he did it. You can't get too was that a, it, was a, it was a cover song? Yeah, yeah it's a cover song. Can't get I didn't know that. about that. Well, that's fair enough. Yeah. Were you supposed that's... to get you all mad about it? Right? No, I just think it's, you know, it, I, maybe it's because it's on the radio so much that, you know, it's hard to... Yeah, shut the radio off. Look, do I like that song? No, not at all. I would say there's, for me personally, and I'm only speaking for myself here, Chief, um, there's worse George Harrison things than uh, that Cloud Nine album. Like some of those drippy ones from the late 70s, oh, brother, you couldn't, right? 
like like uh, I'm trying to like the dark, one where you he's like, like I thought you, Dark Horse. No, that's a great that's album. The only one. I said the late seventies. That's seventy four, baby. Tighten uh, it up over there. Like the <laughs> one where he's like. I'd like to welcome you to Cracker Jack Palace. We've been expecting you. Yeah, I ain't got no time for that. And that's not even the worst song on that album. Then he sounds like he's in Firefall or old George Harrison. It's one of the Beatles. It sounds like he's in Firefall. And I got this uh, Sergeant Peppers thing. You know this Sergeant Peppers? The uh, reissue? They did this reissue of this album that the Beatles put out, Sgt. Pepper's. And um, it's like never one of my favorite albums. But this this remaster of it sounds great, right? Sounds great. But you know what? Still some bad songs on that thing. Some cornball stuff on it. What am I supposed to say? You know what I mean? It's like... why, why were all these rock bands writing songs that their grandparents could listen to? What is that fascination with Paul McCartney? You want to make his grandparents? Yeah, you make your grandparents happy? Throw 50 grand in front of them that you made from a rock song. That'll make your grandparents happy. Don't go write a, a Rudy Toot Toot song for them. When I get old, losing my hair, many... That's Ringo Starr singing it, actually. So... But they do all these songs like he's writing all these old man songs on it. What do you think my favorite song on Sgt. Pepper's is? What do I think your favorite? Your favorite song is... Oh, well. Um, and it sounds mm, great, though. Getting, getting better. No. Yeah, it's That's, right. well, that's like a mid-tier Paul McCartney song. I think that... Is that no, yeah, that, that, that's a McCartney yeah. Because um, hmm. look, you got Lovely this album, the sergeant. That's all right. That's a fun. It's all right. But this that's album has got favorite. some like she's leaving home. You couldn't pay me to listen to that thing, right? Yeah, I'm leaving home. If you're <laughs> gonna keep playing this album, I'm leaving with her. But it's like the album basically sounds great. You got a. You got a. It's a little false, though the remixing of it, especially the uh, the the bonus Penny Lane. I call I call uh, uh, I, I call foul on the Penny Lane remix on that thing. Loses the spirit of the song entirely. That's just me, though. But you know what I want to hear? These are the songs I want to hear from Sergeant Pepper's. Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. I, I like the the it sounds great now with the new thing. Within you, without you. Good morning, good morning, a day in the life. Four tent poles on that album. There it is. Surrounded by a lot of Rudy Toot Toot uh, stuff. Made to please old people. Can you imagine that big guy's 25 years old, he writes a song when I'm 64? Right? He's got a screw loose. Who thinks about that stuff when they're 25? When I'm 64. I'm 78. I don't think about things when I was 64. Thanks for the call, Chief. Thanks. I'm being told to go to the hotline that our guest has called in our guest. 
Hello. Hey, hello. Hi. Is this Greg Turkington? Hey, guys. Yeah. Hey. It sure is. How are you tonight, Greg? Good. Good. Good to uh, talk to you, Tom. I know you're a friend of the movies, so it's always nice to share my expertise with you and maybe get some trivia back in return. Yeah, it's a fun it's it's that time, and I want to let everybody know we have Greg Turkington, who is, you know him from On on Cinema at the Cinema. On Cinema at the Cinema, and then, of course, uh, I became the first movie critic to then have a successful acting career with Decker and Ant-Man. So uh, it had never been done, and it's really exciting to break new ground. It is, and I was cut out of Ant-Man. I... You made you made it all the way through. My scene got cut. Well, watch it again. Maybe you're in there. I'm, you never know. I don't think they went and re-added it. I think I'm a part of uh, Ant-Man uh, history. I'm a I'm a trivia question in Ant-Man history. So, but Greg, well, sometimes sometimes you think you watch a movie and you miss some of the details. I would watch it again a couple times and and really squint and see if you see yourself because okay. I've, I've missed details. Some of these Bond movies have such complicated plots and it really takes 10 viewings to really take it all in. Before you can really feel like you can talk the talk with the Bond movie. Yeah, I mean, the Bond community are friendly people and there's no jockeying for position in that community. Everybody's pretty open as far as talking the talk. I've talked to five-year-old kids that, that I thought had a very good, uh, basic gist of what Bond is about. You know what I mean? So there's no snobbery in that world. It's not like that. Movie people yes. are good people. Movie people are good people. And this, of all the seasons, this is what many consider to be the prime movie-going season, the summer. And one of the best years, too, I think, on record uh, has been 2017 in terms of just the big blockbusters. You still get the small, you know, the smaller films like The Circle with Emma Watson, which is a Oscar pick for me. But in terms of the big blockbusters, nothing is really going to top the uh, one-two punch of the... Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell Tall Tales, uh, and The Mummy. That is has made it a very exciting summer. It really draws kind of like a can you top this uh, kind of line. And they will. And they, <laughs> and they will. I guess that's what Hollywood makes, always does. They always manage to top it. So, yeah. so right now you feel that if if you were a betting man, you would say. The Pirates movie is, and the, the mummy had what it takes to be like the, the, the champions of 2017 so far. And, and the Decker movie that's, that's been airing in, uh, segments on Adult Swim as well, I would add, uh, to that trilogy, uh, would probably be the three best and biggest ratings, best reviews, mm -hmm. um, and just most action packed, uh, movies so far this year. Yeah, this this season of Decker is probably has some of the most out and out like the most relentless action that the that Decker has ever had. Mhm. Mm That's right. And we have code-breaking sequences that are winning awards left and right. People are spellbound by those because in addition to showing 
how the spies really do it and sort of giving you insight into how it's done in the field, uh, there's also movie trivia built into those sequences, which makes them a lot of fun for movie bus, and that's a big part of our audience. Yeah, you really keep um, – that's interesting. I did not think about it from that angle is that you're really always working to – working to have that that angle covered that 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 for for fans i guess they can they can watch the the show as the show but movie fans get the the nod to to cinema and to the love of movies that's how i do it and and, you know it's the funnest job i've ever had is, is working some of those little movie tidbits into the codes and those are the most popular sequences this season so is, is, um, is there one that you feel one kind of movie movie reference that might have gone over people's heads no because people that watch the show tend to really care about the movies mm-hmm. you know and so I, I i think they get it and if they don't you know then they can look it up online or get books Mm-hmm. There's a um, a book called the Film Bus Checklist that I always recommend that uh, lists all the titles and and uh, gives a, a rating one to ten rating for each movie mm-hmm. and it's it's really informative and this you know the thing that's crazy though right now that's kind of I, I don't know if it's upsetting me but this Mummy movie which I think is the best of the Mummy movies and that's going all the way back to 1940 with the Mummy's hand. But this mummy movie, you know, it's, it's, it's supposed to be the beginning of Universal's new campaign to have something called the Dark Universe, mm-hmm. where they're bringing back all these classic movie monsters. But the only problem there is that Decker actually did that already a few months ago with Decker versus Dracula. And it just seems very strange to me that when we brought back on Decker versus Dracula, not only Dracula, not only the mummy, uh, you know, coincidentally or not, uh, but also the Wolfman and Frankenstein. And then suddenly, um, after Decker versus Dracula goes viral, um, suddenly Universal is like, oh, well, let's bring back those characters ourselves. Let's bring back the classic monsters. It's, it's, I mean, it, it would be distressing, except it's kind of a tip of the hat to what we're doing with Decker and especially what I was doing with Decker versus Dracula. So it's kind of exciting in another way, but, um, it's, you know, it's not something you're going to sue over, but it definitely, um, they've crossed the line, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, well, I guess it's that, it's that it comes down to that old, uh, thing about you steal from the best. Isn't it? There's like an, a statement about the making of art that has something to do with stealing from the best, like the best steal and the something I'm bad with, with. Yeah, and I don't want to accuse Universal of stealing, but um, it's just a little curious. That's all I'm saying. That it's just a little curious. And, you know, they did have, I'm going to give them that, give them this, is in the Mummy movie, if you've seen the movie, um, Russell Crowe's excellent as Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. He plays both parts. I mean, he, it, you can't even tell it's the same person some of the time. He's really, really good. And um, so we didn't. We have we haven't done anything with Jekyll and Hyde. So you know they they put their own twist on it. I guess. Mm-hmm. So they they did find some some angles that uh, that would that they could definitely call their own. Yeah, yeah, they did. 
and that's you know that's kind of cool. But um, I don't know if you, have you seen the Mummy yet, Tom? I have not seen the Mummy a couple times. Or? Not I have not made okay. it out yet to see the Mummy. I'm, well, well, you gotta see it. You gotta see it. I know you're busy with the radio and all that, but, but you gotta see the Mummy. I mean, I'm hearing I'm hearing pretty good things about the Mummy. Uh, it's just there's a lot mm-hmm. of movies I I really don't want to miss because. You're one of the biggest proponents of this, and I should say we have uh, Greg Turkington on the show right now. He is uh, the uh, w- one of the hosts of uh, On Cinema at the Cinema, Adult Swim's On Cinema at the Cinema, and is also and also the star of uh, Adventures of uh, Decker and Kington, which is yeah. on Adult Swim television. Yeah, which is actually just people should search for Decker, though it's. It's not the adventure. Decker, Decker. Decker. Just Decker is the straight title for it. I... That's that's like the abbreviated title. Yeah. Like Mission Impossible is M colon I, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the way Decker is because both characters are pretty important to the show's success and just moving the plots along and especially saving the day or saving the planet from destruction. Mm-hmm. Um, when you have a codebreaker come in and do that, that kind of mm-hmm. uh, you don't always need to shoot somebody, you know, sometimes they'll put it in the script anyway, because the star, you know, the co-star decides he wants to shoot people because he thinks it Mm -hmm. makes them look tough. But the code breaking is really all that's needed. I think a lot of times I, I always look at, um, as what you and, uh, Tim Heidecker, the, who plays Decker on, on Decker, um, I always look at it as the kind of thing where it's like a brains versus brawn kind of thing where he, you, your, your character, Kington works with your brain and Decker is, um, more about, more about, um, the, uh, like using his hands and his, his body and mm-hmm. all of the, to, to get, yeah, to that's... solve what he has to. That's a great analysis. I think that's a hundred percent true, and now, that's one of the reasons that the show's so successful. I think. Now, when you're doing uh, Decker, it's pretty. It's 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 you and it's Tim, and but you guys have a pretty uh, pretty uh, a, a thrilling world of of other uh, characters and actors. What is it like for you? Who you're? I mean, you're an actor at this point. You were in Marvel's Ant Man, and and you're you're a legitimate actor. And but what is it like to to work with some of the other actors who who've had these very storied careers? Uh, well, yeah, like Joe Estevez, of course, is uh, absolutely the most professional actor you would ever meet. Comes in, knows all his lines. Uh, nobody, I mean nobody else can do it like he can in terms of some of those are very talky episodes, especially when he's addressing Congress, you know, and he just comes in and nails it. And he's got stories of working on all kinds of films that you've seen, um, like little lost sea serpent or apocalypse. Now just different films that I've seen over the years that I've loved. We had Jimmy McNichol on, uh, this season, um, playing the son of Dracula And that was, you know, an interesting character for him to do. I don't think he'd ever played a vampire before. Um, But, of course, you know, Jimmy had a a great movie career in his own right. We had Joey Travolta 
um, who was in Beverly Hills Cop 3, did a lot of, a lot of other movies and TV shows and things, and he played Judge Buchanan, who is one of the most interesting judges, I think, that you've ever seen on TV. And we might be seeing more of the Judge Buchanan character, because it was very, very popular. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and that, and you also had uh, Denny Lane on. And that's funny, because I don't know if you saw the Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men, uh, Tell Tall Tales, but they had Paul McCartney from Wings, and we came out, uh, you know, a couple weeks later, and we had Denny Lane from Wings, and I gotta say, as great as, uh, Paul was, I think Denny was better in, in our film, it was a better role, and I think he did a better job than Paul did, so, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, you know, compare them and see what you think, and of course, both men collaborated, uh, to do the theme song in uh, one of my favorite Bond movies, Live and Let Die, which was uh, Denny and Paul's Wings. Yeah, that, song. that was a huge, huge hit and uh, one of the biggest Bond themes of all of the the all the Bond movies. That was definitely one of the biggest uh, biggest themes. I think that was not not a number one hit though. Not a number one. Hit. Uh, it was. Probably number one, but I'd have to look it up. Mm-hmm. It's uh... um, and then, but you know, those are you know, we work with a lot of great celebrities. That's why I feel kind of weird coming to you tonight. The reason that I wanted to call in was with sort of uh, some celebrity gossip, which oh wow, uh, I don't know if that interests you or yeah. not, but yeah, yeah, um, definitely. Okay. What what is well? That gossip? Uh, this is strange, but there's a guy. He's a celebrity. He's an actor. Um, has been in films like The Fantastic Four. Um, and he is also a movie critic. Uh, and uh, anyway, he's supposed to be, you know, legitimate movie critic. He's a co-star of On Cinema at the Cinema, Tim Heidecker. And he has not seen The Mummy. He's not seen it. And he's supposed to be a big Tom Cruise head. He named his son uh, after Tom Cruise, but what's the point of naming your kid Tom Cruise if you can't be bothered to go see one of the top three Tom Cruise movies of all time? What's the point, you know? Uh, anyway, I think it's interesting, and I would probably take his movie reviews with a grain of salt uh, knowing this. Huh. Because in the future, is that because of like a lack of of, of dedication to the yes to the genre of well, a lack? I mean, he's had problems with drugs, and um, he's going to go on trial for murder and this sort of thing. So I guess he's got his hands full. That's probably his excuse. But I mean, it takes two hours out of your day to go see the Mummy. I've seen it three or four times already, and I know that. Uh, you know, he doesn't have a regular job, so he should be able to find the time to go see the mommy. Mm-hmm. And to pretend otherwise, like he's been doing online and telling mutual friends, I'm hearing that he's saying, when they ask him, oh, have you seen the mommy? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I saw it, but like changing the subject really quickly. Mm-hmm. And I have absolute proof that he has not seen the mommy. Absolute proof. That he because I don't care what he said. He's, he gets a list, you know, he goes and looks at the movie poster at the store or whatever and writes down a couple of the actors' names and then says, oh, yeah, I saw it. You know, it stars uh, 
Sophia Boutella or whatever. But that's not seeing the movie. That's seeing the poster or seeing the trailer for it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a little bit different. Yeah, yeah, that is. Um, what is this? Hey, uh, Jason. I'm being. Mike's telling me to do this other line here while Greg is on three. Do I? So this is. You can just take that one later. But that. Well, no, I'm being told. Being told to just. If I do that and that. Okay. Best show. Hello. Yeah. Hi, Tom. It's Tim Heidecker calling in. Uh, I, you know, I checked in, hey, listened to the to what you have, Greg there. Greg. Yeah. Yeah. Listen I'm here. Uh, this is Bull. You should cut him off because he's been pulling this thing about for the past three days now, going on whatever wherever he can get himself heard on the internet, on Twitter, and everything, creating this rumor. This junk that I haven't seen the mummy, which it's I ha- no, it's not true, and I've just, I've proved it online, and I apologize for calling in like this and getting hot about this, but I can't sit here and listen to this guy get on your radio show and start just making stuff up out of whole cloth. So I'm asking you, Tom, to hang up on this loser. He doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. And well, oh, I, I have, have seen the mummy. I have absolute one hundred percent. Uh, certifi- certifiable proof that you have not seen the mummy. How can you have 100%. proof that I, 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 I? All right, fine. What is the evidence that you have that I didn't see the mummy? All right, I want to know because how do you prove that I haven't seen? What if I just saw it two minutes ago? That's a fair well, point. They no, wouldn't it be ending no, at no, seven o'clock. What is it? Because it's what? It's not. It does, it's not a round number. If they started at. At five o'clock, it would be more likely to end at what seven I, twelve. Or what something is the like evidence that. that you're that you've been talking so all weekend about that you have evidence? I can that prove that you've never which seen, I've seen it. Go prove it. I can prove it. I have a what friend is it? named Merrill. I have a friend named Merrill who's a retiree, works at Pacific Theater, which is a four minute walk from where you're staying. And I checked that on Google Maps. Four minute walk, and the next okay. the next closest theater that's showing the money. Okay, is like seven miles away. So there's no way you're going to go seven miles when there's something you could walk to in four minutes. And if you're driving, it's a one minute drive. So this guy, Merrill, is retired. He works seven mm-hmm. days a week. He works the full afternoon into the late shifts. And I know for a fact you don't wake up until three o'clock. So I'm not concerned about the 11 a.m. matinees. You would never be there. He has been taking the tickets at the mummy. The whole time, I've talked to him several times because I've gone there. I've seen it. Okay. I'm circumstantial. Also. This is circumstantial evidence. Go ahead. And he says Here's that saying. you have never set foot in there to see the mummy. And he's seen you come in for other movies over the years, but he says you did not come in even once for the mummy. And I know well, that's I the theater add, that you Hold on. Then I, I want to turn it to Tom because I believe, Tom, yes. that you would be an impartial judge here. You would be a mediator if this ever went okay. to that place or sure. based on what Greg just told you, is that evidence? Is that proof that, that I have not seen the mummy? Yes or no? Uh, that yeah. his friend Merrill works. Yeah. That he didn't happen to see me when I went to go see the mummy, which I did. It, I yeah. But he's the ticket taker. He's the one so that your ticket. He's lying. Well, if you can't get into the movie without a ticket, if, if that's the guy, He's actually Listen, holding by the way, evidence. By the way, and he's not on. holding a for, ticket this, that you gave him because you, had you never time. went to it. You had, you had your time. You had your time. 
This, by the way, this false accusation, this mudslinging is coming from a guy who has admitted to not seeing Sully when that came out. And he ended up going on my show. Hold on. He came on my show. And he went and lied to my audience and said that he saw that. You it was said a good I would movie. be kicked out on cinema if I didn't tape that confession. That was coercion. Second. I did not. That was a lot. You said I could not do Second. any more reviews on your show if Tom, I didn't say you gotta, that. You got to rein this in. I thought fully. Okay. You made me. You got to rein this in. I got to get my word in. All right. An initial. Okay. An initial. I would say that to be fair to Tim, Greg. Um, it is not ironclad proof because that Merrill Thank because you. Merrill didn't see Tim. There are a lot of theaters playing. Thank you. The Mummy, but no, I'm, I I also, I mean, you could also um, there have to be other ways of testing Tim's. Uh, I don't know. Ask me anything you want to know about the Mummy because I I like I said I've seen it three times now. I'm a huge Tom Cruise fan. I love horror movies. Of course I saw it. And he goes online and runs my name through mud. Okay? And I'm pissed. So, All right, you what, I, I want to know what the name of Tom Cruise's character is. Tom Cruise's character in The Mummy? Yeah. Nick Morton. Is it The Mummy? Yes. No, his character name was Nick Morton. He's a U.S. military officer uh, who accidentally unearthed the tomb of Princess Ahmed. And that that sets off the whole show. That sets off the whole movie. So, you know, what else? Well, I mean, I do have to say that it sounds like you were reading that. Yeah. It does. I'm not reading anything. I know, I, listen, I didn't memorize this. I didn't read the script. I don't know the, the I don't have the script in front of me. I, what I'm doing is going by, by memory from what I remember seeing. I was one of my favorite movies of the year. Now, this is all right, well, side who, show. Who, who, who's side show. The mummy, then. Is the mummy, is the mummy, um, Tom Cruise? Tom, okay, first of all, you think I'm going to go and spoil that for Tom, uh, here, not Tom Cruise, but Tom Sharpling here, yeah. who has admitted that he hasn't even seen that. He hasn't but, seen the movie. Yeah, but I, I So don't... now I'm going to go on his show and ruin the ending and give him information that's going to make him have a worse yeah, time at the theater. Well, Why would you do that? Probably just Why would you that? want He's that? probably seen it. Tom, do you I, want me to do the ending? Look, I haven't seen. You know what? Honestly, um, for the sake of of you two, who are the hosts of On Cinema at the Cinema for a, on it, Adult it, Swim, um, even though it's Tim, really such a it's such a I'm sorry, Tom, but it's such a sideshow for him to come at me like come at me hard like this uh, because what what, what happens in the about, plane sequence. What happens in the sequence with the airplane? Tell us about that scene. Which one? I mean, are you kidding me? Any of them. If there are more than one, are there more than one? How many plane sequences are there and what happened? What? Well, let me ask you this. Was Sully guilty or found innocent? Answer that. You won't. He was found innocent. In the end of Sully. What? Well, that's, that's that, I bring that up because because Mister uh, he has evidence that I didn't see the mummy is on record as not seeing Sully. So, listen, I didn't like I said I love these movies. I don't follow. I don't. I'm not you know studying them as I'm not majoring in what the mummy or is about them. in college. No, I did watch it, Greg. And the whole idea for you coming on and promoting this 
well, completely unauthorized. Who did Michael Caine play? Who did Michael theory. What role did Michael Caine play? Jekyll but don't or Hyde? Try to, no, Michael Caine's not in the Mummy. I'm not stupid. Okay. Now, and by the way, but it Michael Caine did if play. I, but Michael Caine did play Jekyll and Hyde in 1990. And you didn't know that either because you don't know movie trivia. I. I'm not, I'm, that's not my entitlement. My, I'm not in charge of knowing, I, that's why I have you on the show as a guest. Look. And you're so jealous of, of the success that Decker has, and no one cares, everyone writes me every day saying, can we lose Kingston? Why did you bring that character back? He slows the if show down. If you lose Kingston, the Decker bit. dies every up, because Decker would be dead. Kingston had saved your neck. Uh, such baloney. It, it's junk. And Tom, I'm ashamed that you have a guy like this on. Honestly, well, I mean, it it's the summer and it's the summer movie season. And I wanted to talk to someone who's an expert on summer movies. And the first Thank you. name that comes to mind is Greg. Well, he brings up the pirate movie, which was a flop. You can look that up. It was a flop. And it's terrible what's happening with Johnny Depp right now. And it's, I'm so sad for him because he's such a good guy. And I, I'm watching this guy fall apart before my eyes. I was actually friends with him for a while when he was living not far up from the Sunset Strip. I partied with him. He's a good guy, and he's in over his head with the political stuff, and I feel bad for him, and his movie sunk. It sunk the box office. It probably ruined the summer for the big blockbuster movies. Huge and then you have this guy. Hit. You have this guy come out. Greg, you have Greg Turkington come on and start talking about how it's the movie of the summer. Well, that's, that, that's insulting to people that actually know what they're talking about, and it's hurtful to Johnny Depp because it seems like you're making fun of him. That's all I'm saying. And if, if he's going to slander my name on your show, mm-hmm. then we're going to have big, big problems. You so understand? Where, first of all, Tim, how how is your face doing? It's fine. I'm I've never been better. Okay, I've, I'm healthy. I'm clean. I'm preparing for what is going to be the trial of for my jail. Life. Prepare for jail. No, no. Cut his mic because can you? I, okay. Well, in in a nutshell. Can can either one of you explain this this uh, this uh, upcoming legal uh, matter? I can very quickly. We had a wonderful festival of music uh, a few months ago. We had a, an, an issue at the festival, a technical Not issue. Not we. I had nothing to do with that death trap. No, we had a small technical issue. Unfortunately, we had a uh, turned out to be a discredited doctor, Doctor Sand. Who uh, I had a very tangential relationship with turned out to be a nut, and he ended up uh, unfortunately hit a, uh, a vape uh, giveaway plan that I didn't know about, and that he some kids got hurt basically um, using these vape, which is, turns out to be I think accidental, but there's still some liability, some, some technically some liability for the festival organizers, of which I am one of many. So that's the that's the nutshell. Okay, just, and Tim's going to go to jail for twenty counts of murder. That's the that's the summation of the whole thing. Well, I I'm not speaking to that, and I, I'm you know my lawyer's begging me not to even be on the air talking about well, this. But um, if that's that the case, nothing to do with you, you, you have ahead. plenty of time to see the mummy in jail. <laughs> in jail. I mean, it's I'm trying to bring some levity to this. Uh, well, it's not funny, Tom. And if you, if somebody was going on the airwaves, radio airwaves, and uh, slandering your name, I think first of all you'd have a big problem with the guest, and I think you'd almost have a bigger problem with the host. 
And I think it would become escape an from issue Alcatraz. Where, have you well, seen that one? Tom, have you seen Escape no. from Alcatraz or Cool Hand Luke? Uh-huh. Of course. So yeah. these are, are these yeah, but, movies. I mean, Tim, and look. No, but I, I just thought, Tom, I don't know what gives you the right uh, to broadcast. Because I'm, be I'm, I'm the host just, of this show is what gives me the right to broadcast. Well, yes, but are you going to have somebody on just defaming people all day? I mean, there's slander and that's why there's laws. Of course there's laws. Of course there's laws. But all he's saying is that, in his opinion, I don't think he's speaking for anybody other than himself, that he feels you didn't see the Mummy movie. Um, no, he said he has evidence to prove that I didn't. I do. See, that's the kind of talk that you're putting well, on. Do you radio. have other? That's do you have uh, okay? Do you have other evidence then, Greg? Well, he didn't, can't answer okay. my question about the pl- the plane sequence. Tim, uh, this, and this, airplane is, this sequence. is what's fascinating. Is this is what's fascinating? Is Tom Sharpling starts backing off, uh, supporting this crazy, kooky conspiracy theory because suddenly he's worried about how I'm going to handle this in two, three, four steps. I'm, look, you are not the guest tonight. No offense, Tim. Greg is the guest. I, well, but and I'm I, the I'm, focus because Greg brought me into this. He said okay. my name, and instead of hanging up on him as you should have, as you legally should have, actually, Legally? Oh, you legally. Look at the legally, yes, I should because have. because you are, I am not authorized to be discussed on the show. <laughs> I'm not authorized to be discussed. I didn't realize I needed authorization there's, to... There's, per, there's a perimeter, and there are boundaries by which you can speak about me and of me. And Greg knows that, and he can look at the the, uh, the contract he signed, which allows him to be part of the on-cinema family. Well, that's, and between, that's, that's between you and him, Tim. I didn't sign okay, anything. Well, well, yes, but you are part and parcel well, to the whole man. Can, then I guess I, in terms of if you're going to take me to court, I guess... I should just take a number because you're going to be doing a fair amount of time at the courthouse. So there's another slanderous remark, and it's going. I'm, I mean, obviously, this stuff's being recorded. I'm going to have yeah, no, oh, my attorney go back it's and broad- listen to all this. It's being broadcast Greg, right now. By the way, you're in hot more water. Than- Greg, you're in hot water too. Well, so Tim, I wouldn't think that Greg out of the out Tim, of wood okay, either. Well, all go of ahead. this, all of this, can be cleared up if you just tell Greg walk walk Greg through what happened in one of the plane sequences. In the mummy, it's it's such a sideshow. Whether I saw the mummy or not is irrelevant to this conversation. To the question of whether or not you saw the mummy, it's very relevant. Just not in my not no ten seconds. This this all stems from jealousy. Well, why don't you look? Then be the bigger person and clear it up. Is Tom Cruise the mummy, or is a woman and is a woman the mummy? Um, I don't. See, I, I I don't even know if I'm in, if I I don't know if I can even discuss that uh, right now. Well, this sounds the... a little. I gotta say, I was trying yeah, to be as so... impartial as I can be. Tim, it really sounds like you're you're hemming and hawing here, like you're you did not see the I... mummy. If I I'm going back on what I had said based on on Merrill t- tearing tickets. Yes, I I said that's not a good uh, uh, good yardstick well, about, for whether you clearly Russell Crowe. What about the fact that Russell Crowe is in 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 uh, the Mummy? That, how am I going to know that play? if I don't show up? He plays the, he the play? doctor, Doctor Jekyll. Well, <laughs> so and so, by the way, part. here's some stuff Greg doesn't know. Uh, directed by Alex Kurtzman, written by David Kep, Krista McQuarrie, and Dylan Cussman. All right, I know that. Uh, I already knew that. 
Oh, theatrically released in the United States on June 9th, but 2017. You're, defi- you're definitely um, reading that. That has, that doesn't prove you saw the movie. No. It proves you didn't see the movie. Tim, I gotta say, this is, All this right. is not a good look for you, Tim, as, as, uh, people say. This is not a good well, look. Well, you know, I'm, at least I'm the only guy in this call who's willing to defend himself and, 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 Willing to stick up for himself. Okay, well, and you're not also just bow the, down and bow. Okay, and you're pulled, pulled, okay, bulldozed over by you guys. You're also the uh, only guy on this what, call who's being accused of things. Well, why am I being accused of? It's my right, by the way. It's my right to not see the mummy as well. If you study the constitution, well, then you should be a movie this. critic. Then you should stop pretending I, to be a movie critic. Can I, I mean, just clear it, the air here? You're talking talk. about the biggest film yeah, of the year, I and you can't say, even go see it? it what seems, kind of critic is that? Well, Greg Siskel and Ebert would be at the movies the day they came out Greg, or sneak previews of it. Greg, is there, they don't a, large, jail. The, is there a larger they don't issue here, Greg? they're in their Greg. cell to watch the movie. Greg, is there, oh, that, well, that was a low blow. i got to stick up for Tim on that, to say to wait till he's in his cell to see the movie. That's uh, First of all, I doubt he's going to have... An individual television screen in his cell. No, I mean I guess we'd I be in the not. common not, area. Not for watched. the not for the count that I'm up against. But no, go ahead, Tom. I know I know you want to say saying, something here. Is there a larger thing? Is, is there something that goes beyond this mummy movie, Greg? That you're that you're uh, angry about? It, it seems like this is a little. Even if Tim didn't see the movie, and was still s- s- trying to pass himself off as if he had seen it. Um, mm-hmm. It feels like this runs a little deeper than just whether or not he saw the movie The Mummy. Well, and yeah, so it runs be, deeper be than that. He, he basically at gunpoint had me tape this weird video saying that I had not seen Sully, even though everyone knows I'd seen it, and I had seen it, and I had produced ticket stubs, and I had actually been at a critic's sneak preview with other critics okay. several days before it came out, and which was photo-documented, and I saw the movie all in all, four or five times, and he made me film this thing to put on on cinema saying I hadn't seen it at all under threat of me not being allowed on the on cinema program anymore, which, as he knows, is very important not only to me but to all the viewers who need actual movie expertise, which you can't get on the show unless I'm there because Tim doesn't even watch the movies. Well, I'll, I'll say this. Um, it's clearly a sign of somebody who's vengeful and jealous and sad and really kind of pathetic and and, and desperate for attention and just desperate Says to someone who me, just even though given him every kids. opportunity. Says uh, somebody who just killed 20 kids. No, that's okay. Well, I listen, I'll say it one more time. It, it's irrelevant whether or not I saw The Mummy or not. I happen to have seen it, so we can clear that up. Uh, and I just, I, I, I hope, you know... You can just Tom use your better judgment next time, and before you bring on people that that don't ha- that, that start talking out of their rear okay, about well, stuff they don't again, know anything about. I didn't, I didn't realize yeah, rageaholic. Is there? Let's try to find the the silver lining in this. Is there something? Well, De- it, okay, well, a if- new Decker, new Decker's on this Sunday at midnight on Adult Swim. It, last episode was the best episode yet. Check it out on AdultSwim.com. Uh, I put everything into this show. I put my heart, my soul, my music. It's wall-to-wall music from Dakar and DKR, and there's all kinds of characters in it. There's small parts. Uh, there's a there's just a lot. Of, it's a lot of fun. This new episode features one of my great friends, Manuel, from the hit rock group Dakar, and which is your your band. 
his band that nobody likes. Well, nobody likes. I thought I was under the impression that Dakar and DKR, which is what your DJ. It's an EDM project. It's an offshoot of uh, Dakar featuring Axiom on uh, who generates beats occasionally with me, but largely it's my project. Which one of the two donated the skin to you? Manuel did. That was, um, you know, I'm always, he's sort of my brother now, literally, would we share skin, and he donated some skin from his back, uh, lower back, and um, Don't talk we about are, music. Okay. Well, he asked. I'm only answering the question. Okay, well, let me, let's uh, get to the, let's get to a nut, let's find a nut, what, Tim and Greg, I want you to each think of a nice thing you can say to the other. Mm. Well, I've always said this. The guy knows everything about movies, which is, you know, almost the sign of a psychopath. But I will, I'll take, I retract that. Well, that's not knows, nice. That you call no, I, well, that's why, well, it is odd. Yeah, as opposed to, to, to somebody so that murders people. I, I'm a psychopath well, because I, you're because I know like, about James Bond way, movies. You've you're killed like 20 people. Through, you, that's a psychopath. Not, Someone that murders 20 people is a psychopath, officially. You're acting like... Excuse me, Greg. You're acting like I went into the crowd with a machete and started chopping people's heads off. Okay? Well, you That's gave them tainted, tainted drugs that you shouldn't be giving to underage kids anyway. Are you going to give something nice like uh, like our, the host here, Tom, asked for or not? My, I yes, I I'm going to say nice. I think Tim Heidecker is great in the role of Decker, and I think that he, and I've said this before, I think that if the current James Bond retires that they should bring Tim in and consider him to be Bond okay. in future movies well, because I nice... think he really pulls off the this, this spy thing very convincingly and he's very charismatic as Jack Decker and I've always said that. Well, well that's a nice thing. I appreciate that. That's a nice thing and Tim in, in, if you could kind of separate out you calling Greg a psychopath it's Mark, a very nice thing to say. It's he's eccentric. A huge, I, I will say okay. it's eccentric right. to know so much about movies and care about mm-hmm. which what year the man with one red shoe came out and all that crap, uh, and the way he collects tapes and numbers them. It's a, it's a sign of like of you know a mental uh, issue. But okay. uh, we don't have to. Sure, I, but, no, I, I, course, I don't, I'm not saying that like it's a bad thing. No, no. Well, why would well, it doesn't sound yeah. like it's a sounds doesn't sound like you're well, making. Uh, that's like saying that's like saying some uh, college professor who's an expert in uh, you know the, the uh, Roman era mm-hmm. is a psycho well, because they that's their specific interest and they have a lot of expertise to share. So they're well, not a psycho, are they? They're well, a successful well, professor. Well, look, let, let okay. me say uh, we, we've already gone long on this segment yeah. uh, because it was supposed to be a, a quick movie uh, summer movie right. update. And uh, now it's turned into a real uh, smear of who knows what. Um, I guess we'll have to unpack, yeah. unpack what this was. What Decker? There's a couple more episodes of Decker for this season. Uh, there's, like uh, there's eight more. Eight more. Eight yeah. more. Wow, eight more. And then what's what's next for 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 uh, for Tim Heidecker and Greg Turkington? Tim's going on uh, trial. Well, I'm going on trial in the fall, and and hopefully, you know, my the jury of my peers out there who I you know respect and everything, uh, hopefully, are just going to find the answer that I'm hoping for, which is full acquittal. 
and we can get back to making more Decker and uh, reviewing movies on cinema and uh, join the on cinema family. Uh, I know Tom, you're a Patreon guy. We've got a Patreon set up so we can bring you a uh, a new Oscar special uh, for 2018, a live Oscar special. Mm-hmm. So that, that, there's a lot of exciting things happening. I think that the, the trial is going to be looked back on as a technicality, as, as sort of a blip, uh, and I'm excited to get past that. Mm-hmm. And uh, great, and that's all I have and to say about that. And see the mummy. I'll leave you with three words: see the mummy, see the mummy. Okay, well that great look. movie. Loved it. I'm a fan of everything Take you care. you both do. Uh, it's an honor to have you both on, and thank you, my guest Greg Turkington, and uh, thank you for the call. Uh, jumping on to the segment, uh, Tim Heidecker. Yeah, I don't know about that, but thanks, okay. Tom. Of course, and I Bye. guess uh, I'll we'll talk to you guys soon. Take care. I was. Enthusiastic. Wow. Got very heated very fast. Kind of like this record from Baby Man. No, by Simon Doom. Why is it the album's called Baby Man? Oh, I can't do anything right. I can't do it. That drives me up the wall. The album's called Baby Man. Whatever. Oh, yeah, Simon Doom. Great album, Baby Man. Song's called I Feel Unloved. You like that, Mike? Yeah, Mike likes it. And I'm telling you, this guy likes nothing. He likes these dumb dead tapes. He gave me one, I threw it in the garbage. He gave me, he's like, this is the dead show you should listen to. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yo, check it out. Nope. Somebody can look on the turnpike, you'll see. If you want to walk along the turnpike, you can find, you might be able to find some Grateful Dead, uh, like four CDs of Grateful Dead. Who did it? Oh, that song, uh, my friend Nick, uh, Nick Gazen did a good video for that. You know, talented artist Nick Gazen. He directed a video for Simon Doom. Very good video. On a veritable shoestring budget. So check that out. And check the album out. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Patreon, that's how you support the best show, my friends. We do no ads anymore on the show. There are no ads. We make our money one way and one way only. Through best show listener support. You give what you can. We appreciate it. You go to patreon.com slash the best show. 
and you give it different levels and we give you different things. There's uh Just put up uh, the conversation I had with Dave Weigel about his book, The Show That Never Ends, at the Strand Bookstore in New York City. That's up for people who give to the Patreon. That's on the Patreon page. There's stickers and pins and all sorts of things you get. But you get the satisfaction of knowing you're helping keep the best show going. And it keeps the lights on, and then I can pay people for doing the work they do. Patreon.com slash the best show. And don't just assume everybody else has you covered. Throw us just a couple bucks. If that's all you can do, that's all you can do. Every cent helps. We appreciate it. Thank you. Best show. Hey, Tom. It's Mark from Newbridge News. Hey, Mark. How are you? How you doing? I'm doing, I'm, I'm doing good. Good. Doing good. Um, loving the show. It's been great. Thanks. Thanks, man. Thanks. Yeah. Hey, not to bring it down, but um, are you following this Jared Kushner news today? Uh, I, I'm, I might be a little behind. Well, it, apparently it came out today that the day before the election, he gets, I think it's like a $285 million loan from Deutsche Bank. Uh huh. It's, it's a little fishy, right? Yeah, I'd say it's, uh, it's uh, where there's smoke, there's fire. As well. I absolutely. That's, yeah, you, you got to trademark that. That's great. Well, I, I think I think that's I've maybe been beaten to the punch on where there's smoke, there's fire. Um, I've never heard of it before. <laughs> it's, uh, hey, speaking yeah. of fire, uh huh. Oh, is hot enough for you out there? This heat wave is just killing me. Man, it has been. Brutal. Today was probably the first day where I did not feel like a like I would like somebody dumped a bucket of water on my head the second I stepped outside. But it's going to get hot again tomorrow. It's going to be yeah. right back in. We got, You're going to feel like wet burlap in that uh, that Fred Perry shirt. Yeah, I guess I, I guess I will. I guess that's the that's that's the my punishment for for wearing. Fred Perry shirts. I guess I've, I'm just I'm I'm busting your uh-huh. bees. That's okay. That's okay, Mark. I get uh-huh. I get it. Uh-huh. Ooh, are you following the Ratmen this season? I have been. Yeah, yeah. They it's, are. They're killing it, right? It's been a pretty good start for the Ratmen. Yeah, they're doing they're doing so good. And I'll tell you what a smart move it was starting Gus Brennan's ghost at left field. Yeah, I, I'll say this: after longtime Ratman star uh, Gus Brennan was killed, I, I thought that that was the last we had heard of him. But who would have known that his ghost would keep his active game streak alive? I know it's crazy. They're letting him play, and apparently, uh, everything it says in the Bible about there not being sex in heaven, apparently, it's true because. Gus is really concentrating out there, and I'll tell you, for the first time in a long time, he's shagging balls, not getting his butt shagged. Yeah. Uh, Did did you have to have to beat me? I had to do a micro beep on that one. I see. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I gotta say, uh, Mark, for uh, for a caller, you've come 
pretty stocked here. Uh, it's it's like the news. It's like 10, 10, 10, 10 wins where it's like, you know, you covered you covered the headlines, and then you right. did sports, and then you did weather, and it really it's very impressive. It's like the only thing you didn't get to uh, was like entertainment news. Oh, that was coming. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll come right out and ask you, what are your thoughts on this new Crucier Blotzer rat beef? On the what? <laughs> the Crucier Blotzer rat beef. Why? What, is that food? Is that a f- sandwich or something? No. Like, do, do, I, do I have to take you to rat school? When you say rat, are you... T- oh, you're talking about the band rat. Yeah, what other uh, rat would I be talking about? The animal running around rat? I'm tired of them. Yeah, they, they, they've had their moment. They had their moment when that movie came out. Oh, yes. Ben. No, the... My little ratty friend. I was going to say rat... That's how rats... That's how rats gave he's got his name. From the movie Ben... Yes. Okay. I was going to say Ratatouille, but uh, that's, yeah, okay. So, so Rat, you're talking about... Oh, you're the, thinking of Rat at Rat R, the uh, downtown noise band. No, I'm I'm not thinking, I was not thinking about that, uh, Rat at Rat R, no. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> the, um, the uh, Rat, you're talking about with two Ts, R-A-T-T, Rat. Yes, yes. Yes. See, apparently, their their um, their drummer, this incredibly brilliant guy named Robert Blotzer, mm-hmm. he he ended up getting the name somehow. So he had his own rat, and then the other three guys, the other three founding guys, Juan, uh, Warren, and Stephen, um, Robin Crosby has since passed on. Anyway, the other three guys, for reasons I don't understand, don't like Robert Blotzer. I don't know. And yeah, I I don't get it. I guess it, it's it's one of those what's not to like things. Yeah, it just seems like there's such an abundance of 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 joy and and good energy coming from him at all mm-hmm. times, and just generous, s- selfless spirit. Yes, yeah, from him, a, a true n- namaste warrior, like another uh, great drummer. Uh, who's that? Nicky Dolans. Yes, he was. He was big on Namaste and uh, charitable yeah, works. He's a very generous man by all he by is. all accounts. It's. Uh, I don't hey, know. Let's get what, real for a second. What's that? Let's get real for a second. All right. Nope. Okay. How are you really doing? How am I really doing? Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I gotta say, all things, uh, I'm good. I'm kind of enjoying my my year and my summer as best I can, and trying to focus on positive stuff. Like, yeah, you know, like, uh, yeah, I'm doing. That's all I can do. Yeah, how are you? Well, I'm do I'm doing pretty good too. Um, I'm feeling pretty good today because um, I made a $45 donation to the Newbridge Food Bank, so I feel pretty good about that. Oh, that's good. That's a very that's a that's a very constructive uh, thing to do. You know, we got to help the community. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. 
But I'll tell you, um, you know, like they say, no good deed goes unpunished, right? Mm-hmm. I was on my way from there to donate $50 to the local animal shelter, and then my tire blew out. So, I'm, you know, I'm screwed. Oh, man. So you were you were driving from the food bank to, to the shelter. Yes, yeah. And you were going to give, and then you find now you have to pay to get a tire fixed. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hey, I have a question for you. Uh huh. I know you talk frequently and somewhat incessantly about pizza parlors on the show. Uh, okay. Have you tried that new place in East Newbridge called Poor Pizza? Poor, which is spelled P O O R. E. Right. E. Yes. yes. I, I guess it's a family name, but. Not, not a great name for 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 any sort of food service uh, facility. Because yeah, just to say that it's poor, like poor, like hey, is there what's wait, how how do you think the pizza is at poor pizza? <laughs> at poor and pizza. You're like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a not a. It's a family name. They sh- should have probably still gone with. Like put anything you in mind else. Of, put you in mind of another pizza place uh, that I've heard you discuss over the years. What's that? Gray Pizza, another family name. It's really... Terrible name for a pizza place. Because all you can think of is a pizza that's been left out, <laughs> yep. that they made, and they're, that's been sitting under that, like sitting on that ledge behind, Ooh, the, yeah. behind the glass. It's called the Pizza Ledge. The pizza ledge. Yeah. Sitting on the pizza ledge. You ever go to a pizza pizza parlor, uh, Mark, and then you order a slice, and then the guy reaches down and pulls out a pie yep. that's under the counter? Yep, yep. I, that's, the dry, that's the dry pizza uh, shelf down there. Yeah, I never understood how they thought that that was like an appetizing move. I know. Yeah, I don't get it. It's like, yeah, sure, hold on. That's that's my, that's my Italian voice. I didn't like that at all. Did you? I thought it was a like, little, a little... Hey, that's, come on. Yeah, it's a little... First, first of all, I don't, I don't think... like it's, the Iron Sheik a little bit, I was going to say, I was going to say, I think that impression gave gave an opportunity for a lot of people to not be happy. <laughs> Why? Look, I can't help it. Well, you, look, you, you you were aware of it, I guess, as it was happening. Yeah. It seemed like you started to walk it back before I you totally did. It. Like the words were coming out, and it's just, oh yeah, this is going horribly. Yeah, you were already check, started. please. Yeah. I said, I asked myself for a check. Check, please. Yeah, I guess. Well, that's all I guess. you you pulled the plug on your own thing, Mark. I did. Yeah. So, oh. so that poor pizza. I don't know. You couldn't. I don't think that's for me. Yeah, I don't think it is. I don't think it's good. Um, I was going to go there after donating a uh, hundred dollars to the Newbridge Parks Fund, but I, I didn't get to go. Okay. Um, you know, they're going to put my name on a bench in a park. Oh, okay. Pretty cool, right? Yeah, for for making a donation. Yeah. I mean to get your own your own bench there, but uh, I, I want everyone to uh, rest assured anyone can sit on the bench, not just Mark Zervos. Okay, so uh, mm-hmm. don't worry about that. Sure, wait, Mark Zervos. Yes, yeah. 
for that rings. Uh, what is? It? I know that name, Mark. No, Zervos is a very common name. I don't know if Zervos is that common. Hold hold on one second. Just hold on. I'm just searching this. Oh, oh my God, Mark Zervos, what? you're you're the Newbridge shover. I am not. That's what it says. I mean, you say that. I'll tell you, you're as clueless as the idiot who runs the Neko Wafer Twitter account. That's saying something. Okay. So you I mean, take that back. Yeah. What, Sick of this. Okay, but look, I can understand. I know you're not alone with the with the Neko Wafer Twitter account thing, but I, I want to talk more about this. Uh, this is the Newbridge shover. That's I don't. Mm-hmm. I could. This is old news. And yeah, well, it's not that old news, and because there's a lot of people listening from all over who might not know that three it was three years. I think the summer of 2014, there was all throughout town there was a rash of of like I guess shovings is the the best way to say it, where people were getting shoved into the street, shoved off diving boards, shoved into lion cages, shoved into like soup vats. I think there was one. I heard about like that. You what's that? I I heard about that one. You heard about the soup vat one, yeah. yeah it's I sick. mean, people were getting yeah. You name it, they were getting shoved by this masked assailant who uh, I believe it was like the Newbridge Herald Republican Times Herald had uh, called the person the pusher man, and oh, it, right. it's yeah. like so fortunate that no one died but people were scared people in newbridge were rightfully terrified and housebound by it and um i remember a a feature article in tempo magazine uh described it as the summer of shove and mark zervos was the name it was arrested and his trial actually starts the end of this week at the Newbridge uh, Courthouse, the County Courthouse, and Racquetball Hall of Fame, which is the same building. <laughs> That's really weird it, to me. I, you know, I, from what I've understood, it was they both had a rightful claim to the lot, right? And no, neither was budging. I guess they probably right. could have used uh, shove. Um, that's <laughs> yeah. not that fine. I apologize for that joke. You should um, warn that, but it, yeah. it, it, it kind of worked. Yeah, but they they ended up compromising and sharing the thing where the the county courthouse is in the same building as the Racquetball Hall of Fame. Right. And I, I, I heard that sometimes they'll, they'll have these games going out at the big... You know, that, that sound that racquetball makes. Mm-hmm. They're having that going on on one side of the building, and then they're having this like a quiet trial on the other side, and there's a lot of overlap. And apparently, it's a really bad scene. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't seem like the best planning, but no. that's uh, that's Newbridge for you. Um, yeah. Oh, what you think you're above Newbridge? No, I'm just saying it's where it's where I'm from, and it's uh, I just I understand. I get it at this point. You Look, know. don't don't talk down to me, okay? I'm I'm not I'm not talking down to you. Why would you say I'm talking down to you? Because 
Look, you can't talk to me like that. I, I just, I'm not talking down to you or like that. Well, you just did. I, I did both. So I'm talking down to you and quote-unquote like that at you. Yes. Also, it's a whole conundrum. I guess, yeah. Well, why can't I do either? Why can't I talk? First of all, I don't think I'm talking down to you or talking like that to you. Why can't I do either of those? That's the dumbest thing anyone's ever said. Well, I, I, I look, I'm trying to just... I'm sorry, I'm livid. Well, you can't talk, maybe you can't talk to me that way. But look, before we get carried, why can't I talk to you that way? I'll tell you why, because I've been donating mother money. Yeah, I just had to bleep you again. You can't, it's a, you're, it's a radio show. I know, but I get so in the flesh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, because you've been donating money. You, Yeah, I know. All over town. Yeah, of course. That and, was only a handful of the charities. Uh-huh. That oh, okay. So, yeah, you, you certainly, I knew there was some self-serving reason to why you kept saying over and over, I donated money here, I donated money there. This makes perfect. Yeah, okay, and you just did it again. This makes perfect sense, uh, Mark, because figuring, reading between the lines here, hmm. your, your trial starts the end of the week. I think it's on Friday. Oh, yeah, I think I, th- I think it does start at the end of the week. Uh huh. Oh, you do. You, you th- you're you're not Ring sure. Ring the bell now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You might you might want to lock that in on your iCal, uh, Mark, but um. You're just trying to do damage control here. You're trying to just do, do like some court, sort of like image rehab, as as they call it. By you're coming on a public show and you're talking all about how much you gave here and how much you gave there, so that you could so- soften up your your uh, your your image. I'll tell you one thing. Wait till Judge Millhaven sees how short my hair is and how nice my new suit is. He's going to flip. Uh-huh. And, and and what do you think is going to happen when he sees that? Um, I think when he looks at me and I, I come in in the courtroom, he's just going to hit the gavel and uh, he's going to let me go. Okay. Well, so why exactly would he let you go? Well, he'd use um, deductive reasoning. He'd, uh, he'd, he'd say, um, uh, say, uh, there's no way a nice looking young man like that would commit these crimes. You know, he's from Kentucky. Is he? Judge, he is, yes. I didn't, I'm not, yeah, Judge Milhaven, I didn't know where he was from. I've never been in court in front of him, so. I guess you would maybe know more about that than I might. Well, yeah, I mean, I've heard things, and I'll tell you, I think if he likes me enough, he's even gonna buy me dinner. Uh huh. So the judge is going to see, because you're wearing a nice yes. suit with short hair, mm-hmm. and your hair is usually not short? No, no, no. Very long ponytail. Uh-huh. But I, I look really normal now. It's great. Okay. Yeah. 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 But, but, I mean, everyone knows that, that nice-looking people don't commit crimes. I mean, it's a proven fact that only disheveled, unattractive people commit these heinous uh, acts. And that the preppy killer, uh, Ted Bundy, uh, David Berkowitz, they were anomalies. Uh-huh. I've done my research. Now you do yours. Uh-huh. Wait, so da- David Berkowitz, the son of Sam. Yeah. You, that he was, a, you, you, I, I gotta maybe take umbrage with the idea you're saying he was, uh, uh, super 
super stylish and 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 cool looking and attractive. Oh, I thought he was cool looking. Yeah, you he, don't? No, not really. I mean, he he always had that kind of like like it was like a windbreaker on. It seemed like like a almost like a satin jacket. Well, I mean, that's pretty cool. Well, uh, that's neat. So you're doing that thing where you, you kind of float yourself as being above everybody else. I don't like it. Well, I'm not putting myself above everybody else. I would like to think maybe I'd be above David Berkowitz or the the shover. Well, so, something to shoot for. Uh-huh. Oh, speaking of, you know, i I got to wrap this up. Uh-huh. Oh, would, would you have to be somewhere? Uh, well, not exactly. Um, You know, I'm down at the Newbridge Wharf. Yeah. And um, just kind of hanging out. And uh, let's just say that uh, someone's feeling the love. The love to shove. Oh, oh, oh great. Yeah, so you are the new bridge shover. No! You're not. not. You're not the new bridge shover. No, my alter ego quest shove is. Well, what's your alter your alter ego, quest, quest shove? Quest shove, yes. Quest shove, okay. Yeah. I, I have several different personalities, and uh, one of them is a uh, ubiquitous drummer who likes to shove people into things. Okay. Yeah. So you said you have a bunch of different personalities, Mark? I, I have a few, yeah. Like any any other you'd care to tell us about? Yeah, uh, Mike N. the Mechanic. Wait, Mike N., yeah, Mike and the initial for his last name is N, and he's he's oh, the mechanic. Okay. Yeah, he um he goes into people's cars at night and he breaks their engines and then he, he fixes them. Okay. Okay. All, all before the person's awoken. Sure. Okay. Any other uh, personalities? Yeah, a uh, Getty Image. What what's that? Getty Image. Uh, he's a cross between the tycoon J. Paul Getty and Third Misfits drummer Joey Image. Why? Uh huh. Okay. Uh-huh. That is, Every, that... Everybody wants to be photographed next to him. Wants to be photographed next to Getty Image. Yes. Sure. Uh-huh. A rite of passage. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. So... And also, uh, there's Ken Burns. What's that? Ken Burns is is another uh, personality of mine. Ken Burns. Yes, yeah. He's a bearded, uh, power-pop-looking guy who starts sick blazes. Uh, okay. So, yeah, Ken Burns. Like, he burns one. Exactly. Yeah. He does. He sparks it up. Oh, oh, wait, hang on, hang on. Excuse me, sir? Yes, you by the wharf railing. Can I talk to you about sub-reverse mortgages? Yeah, here you go. Are they? Wait, did you just shove someone? Hello? Hello, Mark? Hello? Okay, he hung up. Boy, that's, uh. This this is one for the ages, huh, Mike? Good old Dudio, huh? It's really worked up about who did that impression of him. He he wants to know so badly. It was funny. It was not it was not super mean. It was it was uh 
was it was playful. It was it, cel- it celebrated the the joy of of Dudio. It was not John Ham. No. Should we do another uh, another um, Tom Pressions show? Do you think people are ready for another one? And what was that other one that people really enjoyed? Where I couldn't complain. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to do that one. That one was actually hard. I was actually, people were actually, um, people were actually enjoying the actual agony I was actually in. Not being able to complain. This is what I don't understand. You got this uh, movie, Baby uh, Driver, right? And uh, I don't think the Kiss song, Baby Driver, is in it. How, how can you do a movie, a Baby Driver, you don't put the Kiss song, you put the uh, uh, Paul Simon song. So, yeah. One thing I do want to say uh, on a uh, serious note is uh, uh, I found out uh, last night that uh, John Sarno died. The doctor, Dr. John Sarno, died. I think he was 93 years old. He passed away. And I can say on a personal note, that guy's books helped me with back stuff, back pain, like, yeah, sorted out some very serious physical pain I had, and it's done the same for a bunch of people in my life. And if you're, you know, it's worth checking out. It's really worth checking out. I'm not saying it's the answer to anything. People figure out their own answers and get their own things. You got to get actual doctors to actually check you out for things. Can't just trust a book uh, without getting looked at by a doctor. So take stuff seriously, but also don't be afraid to look into it because I'll I'll swear by it. Plenty of people will swear by it. Um, And there's a good documentary that deals with it that's actually out in New York right now called All the Rage, which is worth uh, checking out. He's an interesting guy. And stuff helped me a lot. This is not, uh, I'm, I'm not, uh, Gary Null here giving people, uh, health advice. But, um, yeah. He helped me. I will forever be grateful for that. And, uh, rest in peace, Dr. John Sarno. Best show. I'm fine. Hey Tom. Hey, to who, to whom am I speaking? Uh, this is Kelson in Eureka, California. Kelson, what's going on tonight, Kelson? Hey, well, on on the sad news about Doctor Sarno, as a result of your recommendation, um, I did pick up one of his books because I have chronic 
uh, neck pain issues. And so I'm starting that journey. Um, so thank you for recommending. Check it out. See, see if it works. Read it. See if it makes sense. Maybe it does. Exactly. Um, I, I have two for the topic. The topic being, I can't defend it. What do yes. you got? What do you got? Um, so two people that I'm very uh, a huge fan of, um, David Bowie, uh, his album Buddha of Suburbia mm-hmm. is one that I can't get behind. Really? That's the one you can't get behind? That's one of the ones. That's 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 from the patch. But I felt like that was the that's one that just I never could groove on. I feel like at least that has things in it where he's trying to do. He's trying to find his way out of the hole with that. I think you're. Yeah, I think that's accurate. I think he was climbing yeah, up. That's and why then, I you know, said it. Why do you think I would say it? Because it's I say you're going to say something deliberately stupid. Um, I think it's because it, it's it, it's in that crossroads in his career where it just felt like watered down, you know, yeah. like it was just sort of, exactly. it's not, it, it's the sin of being boring, I guess. He did. He had the greatest albums ever. And then he did this thing. Let's dance, which is, Oh, uh, I don't know. Not for me, man. Then he yeah. followed that with, uh, uh, this album tonight, which is uh, abysmal. Then he, true. then he followed it with a thing called Never Let Me Down, which is the, the, the true low point. And it's right there with uh, the album Tonight, right? Is that what I said, Tonight? That was after, right? Yeah, I believe so. And then he did that uh, godforsaken Muppet movie where he's dancing around <laughs> with a uh, porcupine on his head or who knows what. And... Uh, I'll say this. I've said it before. These Muppet people, these Muppet people, you watch out. They talk a little bit too much about the Muppets. You just tread lightly. Tread lightly. That's all I'm saying. There's some of these people who love the Muppets. These are the sweetest people you ever meet in your life. And uh, I uh, consider it a blessing that, that they're in my life, some of these Muppet people. Other ones, not so much. They run a little hot. Sometimes I think half of them want to be Muppets. And it's a little upset. They would press, if they could press a button and become a Muppet, they would do it. And uh, anything that involves those big Muppets, that's when the flag's got to go up. That's a thing that you know it's going to, you know it's going to be terrible when, when they, when, uh, when what's his face? Jim Hansen always did those big Muppets, the, like the seven foot Muppets. Whenever it was one of them, I was just like, it's going to be bad. Jim Hansen's doing another one of the big Muppets again. First of all, who knows what's going on inside of that thing? I don't know. I picture some weird puppeteer getting his jollies in there in the raw. Oh. I don't want to know. Oh, no. Right? Right? Yeah. Seems humid in there. And nobody wants something lumbering around like that. You want a Muppet that's, you don't want some Muppet that can actually crush you. You want a Muppet that you ain't that scared of. Even a scary little Muppet, right? You still knock them around, right? You know, you can still break the hand of whoever's got their hand in a scary Muppet. A scary little Muppet, you can still break their hand. Those big ones can fall on you. You're doomed. Yeah, the big ones are one degree away from a horror movie. 
Yeah, it's like a bookshelf falling on you. <laughs> it's like the difference between somebody dropping a book on you versus dropping a bookshelf on you. <laughs> well, look, I appreciate the call, Junior. You have a grand evening. Thanks. Best show. You want a Muppet that's the day you don't want some Muppet that can actually crush you. You want a Muppet that you ain't that scared. Yeah, great. Great job screening calls, Mike. Tell them to turn their radio down. That's all right now. Don't worry. You got We'll get them on the next one. Best show. Hi, this is Dan from Oakland. Now, see, Mike, this guy's got his thing down. Good work on this one. Thank you. I'll tell you this. You know what Mike said to me, Dan? What? He was reminiscing about the old days. He said, oh, you used to do this on the best show. We used to do that on the best show. You know what I started to realize? He's reminiscing on the pre-Dudio, pre-Pat days. That's what he was reminiscing about. It's just like he was talking about how it used to be just me and him. So, what's up, Dan, in Oakland? Uh, well, uh, I'm a little nervous, first time caller. But, relax, uh, relax, Dan, relax. Thank you. Um, first of all, I wanted to thank you for putting up the interview with Dave Weigel, um, on Patreon recently. That was really great. You're, really you're, cool you're, you're, you're quite welcome. It was my pleasure. I'm glad you enjoyed it. And second of all, on that note, on your recommendation, I actually went to see King Crimson recently live in Oakland for my birthday, uh, which was pretty incredible. How was it? It was good. Um, yeah. I mean, the three drummers were nuts. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't go to a lot of shows like that, but yeah. yeah. It was, you know it was why you incredible. don't go to a lot of shows like that? There ain't no other shows like that with three drummers up front. There's no other show like that. Let me ask you this, and I don't want you to Mm -hmm. ruin too much of it for me, because they're playing Red Bank, New Jersey, home of Kevin Smith. I'm hoping that these King Crimson vibes can drive the the rats out of uh, Ireland. What was the thing that he did with the pipes? Who did that again? Who? St. Patrick, when he drove the rats out of uh, Ireland by playing his uh, pan flute. Um. I'm hoping King Crimson roll through Red Bank and they drive uh, all the ghosts of uh, Kevin Smith out. I'm hoping they can do it. But when you saw King Crimson, did they do? And don't even tell. I don't want you to tell me. I want you to just give me a give me a sly sly signal that it's yes. Did they do uh, that song Starless? You know that song where it's like, Bing Bong Bong Bing Bong Bong Bing Bong Bong. Bang, boom, 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 boom. Did they do that? I don't know quite how to answer that, but um, you won't be disappointed. Nah, you answered. That's exactly what I was looking for. You won't be disappointed. You know, actually, they played my favorite song, The Sailor's Tale, which was one that I was not sure they were going to do. I was really excited about that one. Did they do... Pictures of a city? Yep. I gotta get to that show. They're coming. I hope they drive all the Kevin Smith rats out of Red Bank. Drive them out. Drive them into whatever town. Right into the ocean, right? Right into the ocean. So what can I do for you, Chief? 
Well, that, that was most of it, but I do have one for the topic based on King Crimson, which is I really don't think I can defend the song Ladies of the Road. Yeah, I really like it, but I don't think I can defend it. No, they got some sleazy lyrics I don't, I'm not comfortable with. Yeah, totally. But at the time, it made sense. Maybe. Not if I was in it in the 70s, I wouldn't have written that. They, cha- they changed some of the lyrics, too, which is they, they update them. They change them. Oh yeah, actually, you mentioned that in the interview. I don't, I haven't heard the new lyric version. Oh, sorry, is that a spoiler too? Like, no, no, it's know. fine. But, like the song "Easy Money." Did they do "Easy Money"? They had to have done "Easy Money." There's no way they don't do "Easy Money." No well, what way. did they? What would they have changed in that had they done it? There's something about a, a, a chicky uh, poo uh, being uh, okay uh, of questionable age that only some sleaze, God, like a sleaze would write back then. John Wetton. Rest in peace. Yeah, I'm not, you know, I don't know a lot about the lineups over the years. I'm really a big fan of maybe the first, like, five records. But I was curious for your take on Tony Levin. Are you a Tony Levin fan? I'll say this about Tony Levin. There was a time I was in Los Angeles. Me and my friend John. And we were at a hotel. And we're sitting poolside. Working. This is not a vacation. We're not on vacation together. We're sitting poolside working. And then John says to me, look into the fitness room. And who do we see in that fitness room? Tony Levin, pumping iron, right? Wow. We see him working out. Then Tony Levin leaves leaves the fitness area, takes his shirt off, jumps in the pool. No shower between it. And look, allegedly this was Tony Levin. It was Tony Levin. <laughs> Jumped right in the pool. It's like, Tony, now I can't go in that pool. I got to get your uh, Chapman stick sweat all over me. <laughs> right? Same sweat this guy's uh, putting putting down uh, working that Chapman sticks now uh, 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 floating on top of the water. I like I like Tony Levin. What's all the, right. Yeah, what, I mean, what, you know, what, I... What's the best Tony Levin baseline? You know it. I know it. Right? Sleepless, baby. Say that again? Sleepless. Oh. Uh, hmm. All right. So what, what, what can I do for you? Anything else? Thanks for the call. This guy. So... Phone number 201-332-3484. What a show. What a show. And the topic remaining on the table, I can't defend it. And you know, and it's a little a little unfair to do a thing I can't defend it on some level because cause it means you're operating from, from the position of making people defend things, especially if you're talking to the, the makers of things. Because, like, making things is, is, is its own, its own process to make something. Cause, cause what, what you're doing is you're, you're kinda, you're, you're, you're sticking your head out of the foxhole. You do that, you get your, you get your head blown off. 
you're taking a risk when you make something. You make something. Look, it's very easy. And I say this as somebody who shifts from side to side on this. I, I, I am always uh, talking about things and, and uh, judging things and, and, and rating things and but then I also, uh, I'm on the other side, I'm trying to write stuff too, and I'm trying to make stuff. I get it. Everybody's got an opinion. I got opinions. That's why anybody says, Tom, you suck. You know what I say to that? Okay. It's fine. Fair enough. Some people like me. Some people don't like me. I truly don't care. There's six people who I care about whether they like me or not. That's uh, that's my barometer in life. Everybody else, I'm doing what I'm doing. If you like it, I'm happy you like it. If you don't, go find the thing you like. That's why I get these people that they, they can't get with the Tom Waits. Oh boy, you hate it. It's like, I don't care. If you like Tom Waits, I like Tom Waits and you can't stand them. Like they're looking for me to go off about how much you can't stand. It's like, if you like Tom Waits, good. I wish I liked him. I wish I liked everything. I wish I liked it all. I mean, there's all my favorite things around. I mean, I have an endless amount of things to like. I wish I liked it all, but I've been, uh, I've been cursed. With taste. Outstanding taste. It's a curse. I can't fake my way through this Grateful Dead trek. Do you get these guys like, uh, I'm not going to name names, but... One of them is screening calls 12 feet from me. They, 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 they like the Grateful Dead. I wish I liked the Grateful Dead. I wish I liked it. You think I wish there was a band that, that had 8,000 hours of music for me to like? I get it. So yeah, I know what it's like. You're, you're, uh, you're on both sides of the street. I'm on both sides of the street. I make stuff, stick your neck out. And that's the, that's the, like the beauty of making stuff is you're making it and you don't know if the thing you're making is good or bad sometimes. It's like if it's good, everybody will know what you did, but if it's bad, everybody's going to also know what you did. And you can only just like try. It's a very strange process. Very strange. Because it's also voluntary. Nobody's begging me to write stuff or to do that. I'm doing it because I want to do it. That's how most people are making stuff. Most people aren't making stuff because uh, just for the money. That's not what most people got into things for. If you want to make money, there's so many easier ways to make money than uh, some kind of career in making things. Oh my God, that's probably the worst choice you could make if you're just like, I'm looking for money. So what I'm going to do is start writing. No one, that's the dumbest play you could make. So you're doing it because you want to do it. And look, there's this, you know, it's a good example do you see this Mike Myers, Mike? He's got this new show now. Gong Show is what it's called. And it's a reboot of an old show called The Gong Show. And this Mike Myers is going on this thing dressed as some character, Tommy uh, McGoovy or whatever his name is. 
and he's doing a character, and he's doing a voice, and he's got the makeup on, he's got the thing. He never admits it's Mike Myers. Look, I give a guy credit. He's going for it. He's going up there wearing some dumb thing. It makes you look stupid. It's hard. It's a risk. You go up there. Because look at this. Everybody makes fun of Borat, right? That's everybody's favorite movie. That was everybody's favorite movie for uh, when it came out. Now, everybody thinks that the, like, the funniest thing is to make fun of my wife and, you know, ah, oh, look, look. They'll think it's a funny, like, as if he's worse than anybody. Because he did a character, because he's vulnerable. People do characters, man, you're vulnerable. Making stuff ain't the easiest thing in the world. You gotta wanna do it. You do it because you wanna do it. I didn't wanna, see, I didn't wanna do it for a few months there. I didn't wanna do it anymore. So I didn't. That's the beauty of this show, too. I was able to still do this and kind of find my way out of the woods while doing this and kind of using the show to help me find my way out of the woods. That's why I love the best show. I'm eternally grateful for this this uh, thing that is in my life. Eternally grateful that I have this this show and this forum. And you know what? I'm inter- eternally grateful to... Jason and Mike and Pat and Marsha and Martine and Amy and all the people that work on this show and make it come together. I'm grateful. This is the greatest gift I could ever have to have this place to come every week for me to do this for John and I to goof around. But yeah, you do it, and then you just, you don't have to. But that said, I'm doing this because I want to do it, and I love doing it. But that's why it's hard with that that whole idea of of judging stuff too hard. And not, look, please, I'm as guilty of that as literally anybody, if not more. And then look, I got this Andy Kindler on, he's this comedian who, now he's tweeting at me. Have you listened to American Beauty? Studio Grateful Dead. I had to at Grateful Dead as if, uh, yeah, were you worried they're not going to retweet you? This guy's trying to get the, 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 a like from the Grateful Dead, their account. With in tune harmonies and everything. Yeah, I could get that anywhere else. I get that. I'll go buy, I'll go, I'll go buy a uh, Seals and Crofts album. I want that. That's what it sounds like. Oh, the great, here's an album where the Grateful Dead sound like, uh, Seals and Crofts. Okay. Take what I gotta hear these guys, these, uh, these, 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 uh, failed bikers pretend to be someone, someone else for an album. Best show. Hello, is this Mike? Uh, no, this is Tom, actually. Oh, hi, Tom. Um, I I had a question for you. Um, to whom am I so, speaking? Let me ask you that uh, first, my friend. This is Aiden in Philadelphia. Aiden in Philadelphia. Aiden, are you a young person, Aiden? I am fairly young. I, I'd say I'm 13. Okay, you're fairly young. I I would say 18 is usually the line on on 
on what I'm talking about here. All right, that's fair. So you're that's 13. Fair. That makes sense. So what's going on, Aiden? Uh, I'm just sitting around listening to the show. Um, I, ac- I actually recently checked my Instagram feed, and I've seen a lot of stuff about, like, Steve Harvey on your Instagram. Yeah, I don't know what that is. I have not been on Instagram in about five days, and I'm trying to log back into my Instagram. Yeah. And these Steve Harvey pictures keep popping up on it. <laughs> there's some there's some pretty there's a couple gems on there, I think. I don't know. Do some I have the funny. do I have the settings wrong on it or something? I don't know. Do you think somebody else is on it? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, I know last week uh I know last week Pat asked me for my Instagram password. And then the next who, thing who I did? Pat, who who works on the show. <laughs> He asked me, but I don't think mm-hmm. the two would be connected. Do you? I don't know. What does Pat's face look like right now? Can you see him? I can't. Huh. Okay. Well, it, could you ask, like, maybe Mike or something? Ask, ask what he looks like. That might look. be a, that might Aiden, tell. Aiden, I try to talk to Mike <laughs> as little as possible. No offense. Oh, look, I love the guy. I love the guy like a brother. But you know what? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. try, try to talk to him as little as possible. Little contact yeah. as possible. I understand. <laughs> Love the guy like a brother. I'd do mm-hmm. anything for this guy. But. Yeah. Except talk to him. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, what was. <laughs> I can hear him laughing. <laughs> I'd take a bullet for this guy. But I'd yeah. rather not have a, a, a five-minute conversation. With be like, wait, where's that bullet again? Wait, <laughs> so what's going on this summer, Aiden? What are you doing for fun? Um, well, right now I'm up in Philadelphia visiting with my dad, and that's fun. That's a lot of fun. You're going to go um, to, uh, what are you going to do in Philly? You're going to go to Reading Street Terminal? I've been there a couple times, yeah. Did you get ice Got cream? Ice cream? Yeah, it's a thing we have. <laughs> yeah, I, I've i had some ice cream, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I had, I had, yeah, good ice cream. <laughs> yeah. What else are you going to do in Philly? Check out the um, Rocky statue? I've, I've been, been there once or twice, I believe. Um, okay. I'm, we're going to go camping in the Poconos oh, that's later. Fun. That's fun. Yeah. I watched this movie the fun. other day. I watched this movie Creed, right? I watched Creed. it again. Creed. Is that the Rocky one? It is. It's the other one. It's like the the one about the... the And like Rocky, the guy who played Rocky, Sylvester Stallone, lost the uh, Oscar. Yeah. Was he mad about that? I'll say this. I watched Creed again, and then a couple months ago, I saw the movie of the guy who beat out Sylvester Stallone for the Oscar. Yeah. Mark Rylance. This movie, Bridge of Spies. Huh, haven't this, heard of that. This guy. This guy. This guy did. It was one of the. It was one of the dumbest. Per, one, not dumb. It was such a subpar performance. This guy's doing a pro. It was like yeah. if he's going to win for that, then the, the cast of Death Wish Three should have won some Oscars. <laughs> I haven't. The, the guy yet, who said the, the, the guy who said the Bronson in Death Wish Three. 
I got a zip gun. He should have won an Oscar for Best Supporting Actor. Is that the one who killed the giggler? No, Bronson <laughs> killed the giggler, Aiden. Come on. Tighten it up. I'm sorry. I haven't seen the movie yet. <laughs> Tighten it up, Aiden. Bronson won. I'm not... He killed the giggler. Man, I'm, now I'm all embarrassed. Ask You need to ask an adult <laughs> for uh, whether you can watch Death Wish 3. It's, a ra- it's restricted. It's got a restricted rating on it, Aiden. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> um... So what do you got, Chief? I'd I'd also like to to ask you one more question before. By all means. Um, do you collect anything? Do I, I collect I, anything? I don't know why that's a question I have that's for you, fair but question. I, it's something I'd like to know. So, uh, let's see. Some of the things I collect: uh, grudges. I collect grudges. <laughs> uh, slights. Well, that, I guess that falls under the grudges category. Uh, um, feuds, fights, records. I collect nice. records. I collect. I collect records. Uh, what else do I collect, Mike? What else do I collect? He doesn't know. You know do you collect that? debt from Mike for Coors Light? No. I, my, my, well, <laughs> it, there's no it, it, Coors Light. Thankfully, is one of the more affordable beers. I could I could uh, throw a case at this guy and then that's it and he he just takes wait who said Bridge of Spies is a masterpiece oh can you imagine oh my god I think I think at one point you you watch this movie halfway through you see Tom Hanks is is on orbits uh, uh, booking a hotel room his his character oh, a masterpiece. This Creed um, movie, I bawled my eyes out watching this thing. Bawled my eyes uh, out. I wouldn't take that for being a tearjerker. Oh, trust me, it is. Uh, if you got a heart, uh, it is, Aiden. <laughs> so look, you're going to um, have a grand summer. All right. I I have one little uh, thing about Mike, if you if yep, you don't mind. By all means, yes. Uh, this, this, so, uh, Mike missigned a headshot addressed to me. Okay. <laughs> um, right. he's going to come my, stomping in here. I believe my father purchased one for me and he addressed the headshot to my father instead of to me. Okay. Well, well, we can rectify this. We can rectify <laughs> In all seriousness, Mike makes it, Mike, uh, quality is, is job number one. When it comes to apmike.bandcamp.com. So. All right. Shoot him a, shoot him a tweet or, or shoot me an email. We'll get to the bottom of it. All right. We'll make well, you happy. You, you have a good summer, Tom. Uh, you have a great summer, Aiden. Bye. All right. Best show. Hello, Tom. This is Rob. In Los Angeles, oh not God. from Los Angeles, oh but I do God. live here now. Oh, you're from Los Angeles. I know who this is. No. This is Rob Hatch Miller. L.A. Rob, as we call him now. <sighs> I he's, suppose. He's the guy. He used to live here. He is a director. He is a, a producer. And a, and a, a, he does, he does everything. He's got, he's got, he's got, he wears many hats. And he, he wears these hats with his 
producing partner, Paloma Basu, who... It's true. She's looking out the window of our house at me right now. L.A. Paloma, right? L.A. Paloma. L.A.P. What would be like a D? What could stand for D with her? Right? No, duh. It should be like L.A. Paloma, <laughs> duh. Because it's like, of course she's from L.A. Her name's Obviously. LA, her, her nickname's oh. L.A.P.D. I know she's going to hate it when she hears this seven seconds from now. Yes. Or whatever the delay is. Too bad. That's how it goes. <laughs> it's the best show. Tom, Shocked I, have something, I have something for the topic. You have something for the topic, which is I can't defend it. What do I you have? I can't defend it. What do you have, Rob Hatchmiller? Well, um, a few years ago, I made a film about a guy named Phil Johnson. Yes. And... Uh, Back in February of this year, Sol Johnson released a new single on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, no. And I would, I can't say I would recommend checking it out, mm-hmm. but the song is called Don't Dump the Trump. Okay. Don't Dump the Trump. Don't Dump the Trump. Mm. The latest single by Sol Johnson. Just, I'm glad I didn't have to deal with that for the, the story of the film. Well, that's in my movie. Anyway, the wind blows too. <laughs> Which is... Wait, well, who's that? That's a neighbor, neighbor's dog. Well, that sounds like a very healthy dog. It is. There's a lot of dogs around here. There's helicopters. Very different. Anyway, the wind blows too. It, we pick it up. February of 2017. Port of Call. Port of Call, Los Angeles. <laughs> Paloma, duh. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I look, I haven't heard this record. That feels to me like someone saw that the inauguration had uh, some a, a dearth of entertainers at it and was kind of just like, yeah, I think I might be able to get a piece of this action here. Uh, by making his himself clearly available to do dump, yeah. don't dump the Trump. I I looked it up tonight, thinking that maybe he had uh, had thought better of it and maybe deleted it from uh, his YouTube channel, but still there for anybody who wants to find it. And look, I'll say this. I'm not happy with the movie Anyway the Wind Blows for one reason and one reason only. My scene where I where he called this show did not make the final cut of the movie. I seem to be getting cut out of movies left and right. I was cut out of well, Ant-Man. I, cut I, out of unlike Marvel's Ant-Man. Unlike Ant-Man, there were no cameras rolling when Phil Johnson called you in the studio. You couldn't have anim- unless- you could have done some animation to it. <laughs> so I guess... I guess we could have. Yeah. It just would have needed so much context, Tom. You know, we have to explain what the show is that he's calling so into. You do. So you, you block off 15 <laughs> minutes in the Sil Johnson movie and explain this radio show that he didn't know what it was that he's calling. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I think it would have been a good use of screen time. I mean, maybe if the film is ever released, maybe we can do an animated DVD extra. I would love it. An animated... Yeah. You know what? I'm going to pull the plug on this one right now. That stays that stays on the cutting room floor. 
Not that it even made it to the cutting room. I I think a lot of audio interviews got imported into the final cut project for the film, but mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure we didn't do that one. Sure, I, we were pretty sure that that would we wouldn't have a use use for that. Yeah, exactly. Well, I don't remember signing any sort of release anyway. So, well, I mean, who asked for release forms, Tom? Really, in the, the documentary world. Hmm. Which is a great segue to this next <laughs> subject. That was the oh, pe- yeah. look. This 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 Sill Johnson movie was a complete triumph. It's a great movie, and but that's in the past. What is the future for a Rob Hatchmiller and a Paloma Basu? Well, today we premiered the trailer for our new film, which we started shooting last year, which is about uh, the record store Other Music in New York City, where um, I worked for several years. Um shortly after moving to New York, and it was a super important place in both of our lives. Um, we shot a music video there with, with you at one point. Yes. And we just have so many memories tied to that place. Uh, in fact, it was the first place I ever heard a Sharpling and Worcester CD when I was 20 years old. Wow. One day, uh, the owner, Josh Maydell, put it on, and uh, I'm pretty sure... I think it was Hippie Justice. That's maybe. awesome. So that's where that but, went um, down. That was like other music's equivalent of like putting the beta band on in <laughs> it's like in high fidelity. In high fidelity. It's like watch what happens when we put this on. People will look around, then they're gonna be confused, then they're going to leave the store. <laughs> except in a different result. So I don't remember anybody leaving, but I think it was early in the day. So this movie, you guys have said we're telling the story of other music, one of the greatest record stores in all of history, and a Kickstarter went up today to raise funds for this story to be told. That's right, and uh, we worked super hard on the trailer, which we're so excited for people to see. It has lots of amazing people in it. There's a... even a quick glimpse of Julie Klausner in an Aziz Ansari sketch that Jason Walliner directed back in, yeah. uh, I think it was 2006. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Jason Schwartzman's in the trailer. Benicio Del Toro, who uh, was a frequent other music customer, is in the trailer. And uh, Ezra from Vampire Weekend, friend of the show. Mm-hmm. And and it's, uh, it's uh, well, look, it's, so people go to Kickstarter... And they search other music. Is that the quickest way to, the cleanest way to find it? I think so. You could probably also just search other music, Kickstarter on your uh, Twitter, yeah. Google. Um, it, it should be pretty easy to find. Mm-hmm. What's that, Mike? Mike tweeted, oh, God. I guess the, the, truly the quickest way is to go to AP Mike's Twitter. It's, is it, it's not on apmike.bandcamp.com, is it? Oh. Can't win with this. It's <laughs> apmike.bandcamp.com. The, the 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 they got Andy Killer moaning about the uh, Shakedown Street here. Uh, an eight track cassette of eight, uh, Shakedown Street wants me to listen to. Um, you're moaning about your movie. <laughs> no, in all seriousness, 
this uh, this uh, this movie this this uh, Kickstarter is up. It's uh, it looks it looks great. The trailer's fantastic, and you're going to tell a story that was and is a very important story to the New York music scene and the the music scene everywhere. Yeah, I mean, there's only a handful of truly legendary record stores. You know, you got your Rough Trade in London and. Um, these places that, that really, they didn't just sell records, they, uh, they connected people and helped shape the music scene in their city at the time. And other music really in the early 2000s was a place where bands literally met each other and, you know, started from making friendships in that store. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people are really nostalgic for that time in New York and, um, you know, I think other music was a super important linchpin in that in that music scene. So mm-hmm. we'll be telling that part of the story and much more, and the story of the guys that uh, started the, the shop and just affected so many people's lives. Um, yeah, we hope it's going to be a great movie. I have a good feeling it will. I I'm wondering if you feel a little nervous about my documentary about the uh, Sam Goody at the Woodbridge Mall. Uh, in New Jersey, if you're le- at all worried about my tribute to another late great record store, where I uh, mean, there's room in the world for a Sam Goody documentary, Tom. Well, no, it's just about the one at Woodbridge Mall, and there's an oh, ex- there's an exciting the scope scene. of that might be a little too small. <laughs> yeah, there's an exciting scene when I got a gift certificate for twenty dollars and. And then went in and didn't know what to buy there, so I bought a vinyl copy of the Replacements "Don't Tell a Soul" album, and still had to throw in money on it because that's how overpriced Sam Goody was. I still had to put like a dollar in to get an LP when that album came out, and then I went home, listened to it once. I was just like, "Yeah, these guys aren't so good." And then 25 years later, Tommy Stinson left me sitting here waiting for him to show up. Oh that's, man, that's the movie. But Jake Fogelmust had a great call on that on that show, so that made up for it. it balances it all. Jake balance. He's the eternal uh, equalizer. Yes. So, so Rob well, Patch Miller. People can check this. People, first of all, you're on Twitter if at, at Rob Hatch Miller. Correct. If they need to, if they need to reach you directly for this, and uh, but the, yeah, but, we we. Uh, We'd love to get a little best show bump tonight. We had a really good first day of the Kickstarter campaign. And, um, yeah. So, and it really is. It's going to be great. I'm looking forward to it. You guys, your your last movie was great. And this is going to be, this is, there's, this is going to continue the streak. The other music story, the story of an iconic independent record story. Go to Kickstarter. You can, you can uh, find all about it there and watch a trailer. And... You enjoy Lipstick City. Thanks, Tom. I'll I'll try. I miss you. I miss you too, Rob. I miss Paloma too. You have a great day. Say hi to Mama Cita for me. Uh, You you, you just did. He hears it. Oh. Okay. I'll talk to you later, buddy. Bye. Bye. Best show. That was nice. It's going to be a good movie. Go ahead. Best show. Hi. Hey. Hey! Hey, stupid! Hey, if, 
if you're on hold, I'm talking to you. Oh, jump in a lake. Yeah, he's like 10 minutes behind also. I think I heard Greg Turkington on the thing. He'd be on hold for two hours waiting for that guy to finally hear me call his name. Best show. Hey, this is Ellen from Los Angeles. Ellen from Los Angeles. This isn't Ellen. This isn't Ellen DeGeneres, is it? No, it's not. Oh. No, sorry. You know what? This is better than if Ellen DeGeneres called. <laughs> yeah, maybe. What's going like, on? I don't, I don't think Ellen DeGeneres is a barbershop fan. So. Oh, I know this, Ellen. Yeah, we talked about barbershop the last time you <laughs> called, right? Yeah. I have an update. I'm definitely going uh, to Vegas the weekend of the Cusa. International, and you're going to see uh, you're going to see OC Times. Well, I'm not going to see them. I'm just staying at the hotel across to, uh, from where the event's going on, and I'm going to try to just stalk and see if I can see them like milling about in the casino mm-hmm. and take a picture. <laughs> uh, you have to you have to meet you have to see if OC Times will serenade you like they seem to do to literally anyone remember when they serenaded that server in the restaurant and she had to stand there just like in and we're talking about the documentary i just want to say we're talking about the documentary american harmony one of the greatest movies ever made about barbershop competitive barbershop quartets and i love it oh sorry no there's this there's this group oc times who are a kind of like the heartthrobs of the movie and they just sing anytime, any place, and they just think they're so cute. And they're they're in a, a diner or a restaurant, and this poor woman who's serving them, they start just singing. And she just has to stand there waiting for them to stop singing this song so she can go back to waiting on the other tables. <laughs> I love that scene in the background. There's a table of like two men, and they literally just do not look at all. They just are staring straight forward with no look on their face. Just they do not want to acknowledge what is happening whatsoever. It's, it's, oh. it's yeah, it's really bad. You know, if you ever want to to lose your lunch, uh, Ellen, toss your cookies, uh, uh, puke, bark, bar, bark, barf. Pork, whatever you call it, watch that movie and just watch the mouths up close. <laughs> just stare at the mouths of these guys singing Barbershop and you'll be like, Bleh. Or Patrick Claypool's eyeliner. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's, it's pretty, I'm, I'm really hoping. I have... I have high expectations that I'm going to meet one of them. I know that they're definitely going to be there. I kind of looked at the roster, and so I'm really hoping that Friday night I'll be able to run What? Why are you acting? You're like, I have high hopes I'm going to meet one. It's like (laughs) no one knows who they are. I know. All you're going to do is look for four guys wearing the same same (laughs) suit, and you found them. The same oversized suit. 
I don't know what it is. It's just, it's fascinating. I just can't get enough of it. But, I mean, the, I love the movie so much because it perfectly edits the songs. I mean, if you ever go to YouTube and say, oh, I want to actually listen to a whole a whole set, you, you, you literally can't. It's just physically impossible. I mean, the movie perfectly edits the songs. That is just the right amount to, you know, make it through. Well, wait till you hear my yeah. barbershop quartet, which I'm putting together. I have a good <laughs> feeling about this. We just were called uh, Barbershop Underground, <laughs> and we just do Velvet Underground songs in Barbershop Quartet fashion, which I think, just picture that, though. When I wake up in the morning, mama, I heard her call my name, heard her call my name, right? Right, just picture mm-hmm. and then my mind split open, right? Heroin, bop, 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 bo. It's my life, and it's my wife. And when the needle, when I put the needle in my vein, and then I'm both, right. <laughs> How great would that be as a barber, sh- right? Mike? That would be really great. Would you see us in concert, Mike? Bop, bop, right? We're just like, just doing barbershop quartet, Velvet Underground songs. I think that'd be great. What's another good one we could do, Mike? Train going round the bend. No. Lonesome Cowboy Bill. Rides a rodeo. Lonesome Cowboy Bill. Can't you see him? And one of them, the guy who does the high, will be like, Telling you. Let's get some Velvet Underground. Get me some guys who can who can uh, arrange this. Go get me what's his face? Who's the expert again? <laughs> Who's the legend? Uh, Jeff Ox- or Joe Connolly. Yeah. Go get me Awesome Joe Connolly. Was that his name? Uh, yes, yeah, Awesome Joe Connolly. Someone get me Awesome Joe Connolly and have him the barbershop quartet legend. <laughs> I want to do barbershop underground, which are Velvet Underground covers. A barbershop quartet, Velvet Underground band. Lonesome Cowboy Bill, ba 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 ba, rides a rodeo, ba 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 ba. The only Telling you, got to figure that out, right? Lady Godiva, right? With like, then the first incision. Telling you, maybe we'll just do White Light, White Heat, that album. Right? <laughs> right? Sick it on me, Jim. Sick it on Okay, never mind. All right, Alan. <laughs> you please, I'm going to ask you this, and I'm gonna, going to ask you, please call and tell me what happens. Oh, I will. I definitely will. You're the only, you're one of the few people who say, I'm going to Las Vegas. Guess, guess what I'm going to do? Stalk a barbershop quartet. And everybody else has to just go, yeah, I guess, okay. I'm going to do some weird uh, legal stuff. But, uh, all right, I guess that's what you're doing. We're, we're all demented here. I know. I know. All right. Oh, okay, well, have a good night, Tom. You too. Thank you, Ellen. Bye. Okay. Best show. 
Hey, Tom, it's Courtney from Carolina. I have one for the topic. Courtney from Carolina. First of all, I'm going to say this, Courtney. You're right on point. You're moving it along. I tip my hat to you. Thank you. I tip my hat to you every day. Oh, well, that's um, cool. You see, yeah, I have you're, a you're Twitter impressed. account. It's private. No one follows it. Where I screenshot accounts I don't like being hypocritical side by side, and I want to eventually make it public. Okay. But I feel like that's pathetic, and, like, two wrongs don't make a right, and why would I waste my time? That's probably... You probably have the right read on it. Look, Twitter's a losing game. You go yeah. there. If you go to Twitter, it's really about how badly you're going to lose. No one wins. This. <laughs> no one it wins. really is. No one wins. It's a, it's a garbage dump. No one wins. It's about how badly do you lose. Do you end up fighting with someone you don't know? Does someone call you some names? How bad are you going to lose here? So, yeah. maybe don't add to it. You can have fun with it as a private thing, but you can, you, yeah. Okay, cool. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> okay, bye. Love it. Best show. Hey! No one wins. It's a garbage dump. Hey! Hey, you! Hey! Hello? Hi! It's time! Welcome! From the Golden Circle. What? Scott's from the Golden Circle. The Golden Circle. Oh, hey, you're from the Golden Circle. That's right. Welcome, young man. Turn your radio down. Hey, Junior. Oh, now I hear me yelling at him. Hey. Hello. Hello. Turn Hello? the turn the turn your radio uh, computer speaker down. It's uh, Gus. Okay, yeah, I, I can hear the show playing in the background. Did you turn your speaker down? You're out, kid. Sorry. I'll tell you. That's life! <laughs> oh, I don't like that creepy laugh. To whom am I speaking? How's it going, Tom? Oh, even worse. Worse than I thought. Oh, of course, it's uh, it's 11.53. Who else would it be other than uh, Dracula? Dracula comes out less at night than you do. <laughs> Fred from Honolulu. What up, Fred? How's it, brother? How you been? Uh, it's going all right. Yeah. Yeah, I love when I look show. at I look when I look at Twitter when they hear your voice. Oh no. I see oh no and I see ha ha ha. <laughs> so what's up? I want to say this. For people uh, who for people who don't know the show, 
this is a guy on the line right now. I love this guy. I love this guy with all, uh, not all my heart, but, uh, <coughs> that, I, no, I'm not in love with all my heart. I love my wife with all my heart and my mommy and my sister and my dog with all my heart. I love, but I love you. I give you all I, look, it isn't enough I say I love you. That's not enough. <laughs> so you're supposed to be equal to my mother now, Fred? Is this love and hip hop? What's going on right now? So, so then, I, so then, this guy, he's been calling for years. And his name is Fred from Honolulu. He, he lived, he, he would call from Honolulu and then, um, he moved, to the United States of America from from Hawaii, uh, he moved absolutely. from he moved from Hawaii to the USA. That's and right. <laughs> I'm trying, to, trying to wind you up on that. I'm trying to get you to yell at me that Hawaii is a part of the United States. Yeah, man, it was a, it was a pretty moved, good exchange rate. He moved I, to the mainland. Exactly. He wanted to take advantage of the the exchange rate. So yeah, the Hawaii. <laughs> so he came to the mainland, as we call it. Mm-hmm. He uh, he moved right to the dumbest neighborhood you could humanly move to, which is right where the San Gennaro Festival takes place in downtown Manhattan. Mm-hmm. So that outside of his window, he has a flashing, flashing lights outside his window every night. And then somebody throws up Zeppelis on his front step. Into his mailbox, they, there's Zeppeli barf in there. Then he moves, he realizes the error of his ways and he moves to Brooklyn. Like, mm-hmm. did you move to Brooklyn or were you pulled toward it just like a, like a, like the magnetic pole of <laughs> where every human seems to get pulled? It's a, a speculative buying. That's all I'm doing. I'm trying to do my part and, Really erasing what makes New York good. <laughs> so he moves to Brooklyn. Or I'm more, you know, my, I, I might reverse gentrify this place and really yeah. bring the scumbag element back. Don't, don't worry, don't worry. You, you could on your on your lowest day, you couldn't devalue Brooklyn the way some of your fellow new arrivals uh, are doing. <laughs> On your on your worst day, Fred, you couldn't you couldn't you couldn't do to to that uh, borough what these uh, well-meaning people uh, are doing. <laughs> so he rolls in. Where are you now in Bed Stuy? Bed Stuy, do or die. Yeah, yeah, do or die or move out, which is <laughs> what you're gonna. Fred, yeah, it's I like how it's Fred Stuy. Yeah, just, just wait till it's, uh, uh, Fred, it's gonna be, uh, uh, uh Fred, Fred Slope soon enough. <laughs> right? Be Fred will be selling artisanal baby carriages. I'm, I'm, I'm on the, I'm on the, the cresting wave of the Bronx, re, uh, gentrification. I'm, I'm really, yeah. I'm up there. Yeah, no, I, you're gonna be, yeah. Into five train into. Yeah, no, I'm looking at you. You're gonna you're gonna be doing some sort of selling like relish or something. <laughs> Fred's Fred's relish, uh, Fred Fred's relish hut. 
you're gonna have seven. Talking, man. Like Hawaiian food, poke, that's like that's super hip. Like I can't we're gonna fish out the ocean soon. That's <laughs> it's uh, an unquenchable thirst. People yeah, people like their uh their uh what do they like? <laughs> they like their salmon. Salmon <laughs> yes, I don't know what fake poke they so what's going on, buddy? Are you done with your uh, Are you done with your up and smoke tour of uh, the U.S. <laughs> is, is is up and smoke spring 2017 over? <laughs> Where I look at I look at uh, I look at Instagram and you, you'd think, uh, yeah, you, you, I don't know what I don't know what I thought I was seeing there with it's just like these things where you're it's like here's oh it's Freddie's in a he's in a museum he's uh, everybody, I'm in this museum. I'm high. It's like, oh, okay. So what? Yeah, look at me. Yeah, your picture. I'm going to this movie and I'm high. Okay. Good for you, Fred. Like everything. Look out! I'm, I'm going in this pizza place and I'm high. Tom. Yeah, Fred. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Listen, Tom, we can make it real and talk about how, as a brown man, you live in constant fear of having a joint in your pocket. <laughs> in oh, your yeah, but the only <laughs> thing with you is, the only thing with you is... You, you, as a guy who got stopped at Chris six times in three months. Oh, no. Oh, look. <laughs> oh, no. I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. Yeah. But I'm just saying... I don't think it's any risk. I don't think anybody's worried about oh, you, no. you holding you you having a joint in your pocket. They wonder where it went, and then they look, and your eyes are all uh, spiraled out. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. Don't worry about don't worry about Fred. It's like woo, like the hypno eyes. <laughs> it's like woo, woo. So like, yeah, don't worry about Fred holding that joint in his pocket. It's gone already. He looked at it, and it just. It, it just like it's it just he it, it melded with him. Listen, I've I've moved on to the vape life. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm oh, like a robot now. Vape life, it's great. It's so great. I love. There's nothing that I love more than when you see somebody where it looks like they have some sort of unpainted toy robot from the fifties <laughs> that they seem to pressed up against their face while they're driving. What a great. I also was like using a branded vape, so like if I, like the whole thing was like, hey, if you vape, nobody can tell if you're smoking tobacco or weed. Yeah. And then like oh, yeah. all it takes is a simple Google Google search to be like, oh no, this is not. Yeah. <laughs> you also <laughs> might. Yeah. You also think like some cop is just like, well, it would be too hard to figure out whether that's weed in that. Oh no, I'd that. be full of bullets before he got to that. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, Fred. You know I tease you. You know why I tease you? Because you're the best. You only tease the people, the big people. Don Rickles said that. The big people. He only made fun of, he didn't make fun of the little guy. He only made fun of big people. And you, Fred, are a big person. I am very fat. That is No, no, not that. You're, you're big. First of all, you're not. You're, you're, oh, God. This guy boxes me in. I tell you, tell it's me. like your big game. You know, I know she. You don't. You, you don't do this to to uh, to Chris. To Chris, Chris, your overlord, right? <laughs> right. 
Listen, I'm trying to get that job, all right? Just <laughs> Chris, yeah, Chris, it's like, how, how do you want that, uh, that, uh, chicken, uh, ch- chicken, uh, chicken cheese melt, uh, Chris? Right. Which artisanal soda would you like to yeah. pair your yeah, exactly uh, your organic meal with? <laughs> yeah, Fred's Fred's in the Fred's in the in the break room pouring uh, mellow yellow into uh, some bottle he found from the fifties. He's, he's sticking a cap on it. He's going to tell Chris Gethard it's some rare soda he got for him. He's sticking flat. He's pouring flat Dr Pepper into a bottle, <laughs> and he's. Chris, I got you one bottle of this rare soda. Uh, it's only for you. And then... There's a misprint on the bottle, you see. <laughs> and look, I'm only saying this. I'm going to make fun of Chris Gethard. I'm make fun of you. Of course. Because you're... Uh, you'll you trap all the week. No, you'll just... Yeah, look, you're... I was saying the Sol Johnson movie was Any Way the Wind Blows. That should be the Fred movie. The Fred from Honolulu wow. movie. Any Way the Wind Blows. <laughs> <laughs> the path of least resistance. Yeah, <laughs> you're you're so. But yeah, I'm surprised you're not. Uh, what, what, what do you do? Would what, what, uh, you bring in Joe's uh, Joe Firestone's? Uh, what, what are you doing? You washing her sheets tonight? <laughs> washing her. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Right. Finally. What are you doing? You, you changing the the. Uh, the the like the 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 side the, the, what do you call that the, the the little frilly thing that hangs off the bottom of the bed. Look, I I, I whoever's shoes is the most is the most expensive. I'll shine. Like that's how it works. And it, <laughs> this is what I want from you, Fred. What's up, man? First of all, twenty four hours. Try to go through twenty four hours straight. That's the one thing I would like to see. <laughs> is it possible? At the, at this point, if you stand still at this point, your, your roots pop out of you, roots grow out of you, and you go into the soil. You're literally, you're literally one third plant at this point. You're, you're smoking so much pot. You're literally, right? You literally, you go, you go to uh, a place. You you pour you pour uh, that uh, soil on your head, right? Scots, you pour Scots on your head. So, that's one thing I'd like to see if you could physically make it twenty-four sure. hours, not a problem, without zonking yourself into oblivion. <laughs> Secondly, mm-hmm. you're always doing this thing. Yeah, Chris Gethard is the greatest. Joe Firestone's my hero. Brett Davis, what what can I get for you, Mr. Davis? Okay, that's too far. <laughs> but now, when do we get when do we get Fred? Mm-hmm. When do we get you? <laughs> this is this is what you get. No, but when this do we get? <laughs> Where's the Fred show? Where's your one man show? Oh my god! Right. The, the, the problem is, I hate. Uh, I want nothing more than to walk into the UCB theater. Oh no! This is why I walk in. Uh-huh. UCB. This is how the show goes. You walk in. Mm-hmm. Sound of the ocean playing in the back, like uh, over the PA, like the ocean waves. 
Uh-huh. Then... Vacation Jason comes out. Cause... No, no, no. It's you. All right. And you're just like, oh, hello. I didn't see you there. <laughs> it's me. It's me, Fred. I'm on the beaches of Hawaii, my... My my home, and then so then, then you hear then hear like car sounds. It's like whoa, New York City, right? And now suddenly you're doing like New York City stuff. You're just like, I'm just a guy from Hawaii. Now I'm here in New York City. What's that? Three card Monty? Why, yes, I do think I'll play that. <laughs> no, well, I picked the red card, sir. I didn't win. Why are you running away with the? Three cards in the cardboard box table. These, these are literally places that have never existed. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. That's what I want to see. Your one-man show. No, my one-man show. Go look up Harrison Keeler in Honolulu. He did a show. He did a Prairie Home Companion. Check that out. That's exactly what you're Could you imagine? That's exactly what you're doing. Could you imagine Garrison Keeler talking about was was he? I'm sure was he offensive. I'm sure he was offensive. He was so <laughs> yeah, he did like this thing about dolphins and shit. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> you have to realize when you go to Hawaii, Hawaii is made up of different islands, and <laughs> the people here like to eat spam, which it's a meat that. We often in Lake Wobegon, for example, don't don't eat a whole lot of spam there. What we do eat is a lot of peach pie. <laughs> They're having a bake sale at the firehouse to raise money for Mrs. Carmichael so her son can go to art school in Minneapolis, the big city. So we're going to eat all sorts of pie there. But in Hawaii, they don't have pie in Hawaii. They have spam and poi. And now let's uh, bring up my first guest. His name is Fred. He's a, a, a young man from Hawaii. <laughs> I'm not joking. I think he brought up Willie Nelson. I've someone told me that. I'm not sure though. He brought up Willie Nelson what as a as a Hawaiian like a reference? Yeah, like cuz Willie like lives in Maui or something or something like that. I'm not sure. This is like, <laughs> the videos I saw did not have that. Oh, oh Fred. <laughs> Won't you come by some week? Against look, against my, mm-hmm. this is what I'm going to say to the audience. Well, okay. Sometimes I know what's best. Most of you don't. If I say I'm inviting this guy down to the studio, I know from the emails and from the message boards I see. Yes. I hate Fred. Fred sucks. Perfect. Fred's boring. <laughs> Fred hates white people. That is that is the only true thing you've said so far. So, <laughs> but if I invite this guy down, mm-hmm. 
for every one person who writes a thing, please, Tom, I'm begging mm-hmm. you, do not have Fred on. He's the worst guest in the history of the show. There you go. I have to assume there's there's a hundred people who are like, yeah, I want Fred down. I like when Fred's on. For every one person who's just like, oh no, not Fred again, the worst, terrible, unlistenable. I have to assume for every one of those, there's a hundred mm-hmm. people saying, oh goody, Fred's back. Can't yeah, get yeah, enough of Fred. <laughs> All right, Fred. <laughs> I like how you think it's some sort of fun character thing that you call at 11.55. Like for- <laughs> it's not, dude. I, like, call. I pound my phone until I get through, and then, like, I get on, like, 11.20, 11 o'clock, and then I stay on, I stay on hold. That's how it is. It's okay. fine. All right. That's how it works. I'm not going to hit up the hotline. So like- what are you doing this summer, Fred? What, what, what can we look forward to this summer? The up yeah, and yeah, smoke yeah. tour is the up and smoke tour resuming. Uh, up and smoke tour, right? Um, the the part where I I hid my edibles in a bag of hard candies and then had a bunch of senior citizens on the train ask me for one, so I like freaked out and left it on left it on the train station. That was uh, it. Really is like a, it's like a bad you. It's like you're <laughs> you're Cheech and Chong at the same time. <laughs> Somehow it's like a one man thing. Hard candies. You're worried you're going to give the old people edibles. I this, it worked. It was like I was like, okay, look, it doesn't look like anything now. It doesn't have like a big marijuana leaf on this thing now. Like, like you know that you took the train. You're like forced to interact with these people. Yeah, so or like not. when you're like, I'm not. I rode on that train. I didn't talk to two people. I rode coast to coast. I didn't talk to two people on it. Wow. So get you out got of a my private car. Are you that rich? Yeah, wait. <laughs> My own private car on the train? Yeah. Well, what I didn't did, know you could do that, by well, the way. Well, what did you, like, where did you out. sleep? You you took Amtrak coast to coast, yeah. just like I did. What yeah. were you in? Did you have a roomette? Yeah, roomette's what a, I had. A roomette. Yeah, but like your meals, you have to, like, hey, and... You tell the, you, on, you tell yeah, the guy, bring it to the room. I didn't do that. Yeah, you can. <laughs> I didn't know that. You tell me, yeah, I don't want to eat in the in the dinner carp. Can you? I was literally the youngest guy there by forty years. Yeah, so what? Was, was, you think they're not going to feed you? I didn't know that. Like I didn't know that. I'm not going to make a dude fetch me my meals. I'm not you, fetch. dude. I'm not you. He's going to fetch. Oh, you mean the employee of the train who is doing his job? Not it's the other brown guy on the train, man. You're not going to be like. It's <laughs> Weird, like it just feels weird. Like it's just like I don't know. I don't know. I didn't know that. First of all, I didn't oh, look, know that. Next time, you. Look. I'm not casting judgment on you making other people run around for you, but like. Well, they were, first of all, I they weren't do. running. All they did was <laughs> carry the food that I had paid for with my overpriced train ticket. <laughs> so I had absolutely no problem asking them to give me food. While I'm on this moving tube that I have no other way of getting food on it. You didn't, you didn't enjoy the dining car experience yeah, of having to sit yeah. with someone 40 years, your senior? Oh, you mean the, the, yeah, the dining, no, you mean eating some weird coffee cake that I don't know <laughs> what brand of like cinnamon roll that is? <laughs> you didn't have to sit with Mennonites like I did. <laughs> See here comes the see here comes the hate. This is this is what, this is what Connor O'Malley was talking about. He said he said watch Fred. 
You know, Colorado Valley has a really deep uh, archive of racist imagery. It's amazing. All right, like right. every text. This, this is when I say goodbye to you. Get off my phone. Best show, final calls here. I don't want this guy to be smirching uh, Connor O'Malley, a, a, a nationally known comedy act. Best show, hi. Hi, Bob. Who? Tom. Yes, Tom. Hey, I'd like to talk about Bob Grant. You want to talk about Bob Grant? What do you want to talk about? Is he is... Whenever I um, moved to New York, he, I wanted to think that he was the guy that did a show. I'm sorry. That's all right. I have a mouthful of food. Don't worry. Got a but, mouthful um, of food. Don't worry. I, <laughs> I think that he, did he have, at the end of his show, did he have a, like a, a like a few minutes, where he did a, sh- uh, um, a few minutes where people called in and did just like blast with him. I'm sorry. I'm That's all right. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. We'll try again another time. I, the show's over anyway. I got to move on. I appreciate the call, though. You you have a great night. You too. Thanks, buddy. Okay, cool. okay take care. Yeah. I think what he meant was that Bob Grant had a, a thing where he would, um, where he would, uh, the gag hour was like get at Grant and he would let people call up and insult him. And yes, he did do that. And that's what we based the, uh, the thing where I can't complain on that to some degree. It's based on that. And, uh, yeah, you know, he, he did his thing back then. He's gone now, though, Bob Grant. And am I crying for him? No, he's a sick hate monger. The sick, sick man. But he's not a sick man because he wore a toupee, Mike. Now I gotta start over. Mike just blew the whole rhythm of the thing. He's doing his own show out there. You should hear it some week. So, where was I? Yeah, Bob Grant. When I was a young boy, I liked listening to his show. Why? Because he was an engaging broadcaster. Did I agree with what he said? Absolutely not. He was a sick hate monger. Horrible, horrible man. Hopefully, wherever he is now, he realizes that he promoted hate and not love. Hopefully... He has found grace and wisdom wherever he finds himself, wherever his soul is. I hope he has found some peace and understanding and compassion for those with which he was sharing the planet. But enough of him. I'm here to talk about me. Wait, what happened to the music? Oh, there it is. Yes. I'm here to talk about the best show. And we're having fun every week. And it's a fun show we do here, right? 
Yeah, it's fun. But you know what? It's fun. I don't have it in me to do this this week. I, I don't have a point of view. I don't have it in me. I don't I don't know what to say. Am I going to yell about how the show's great? I'm trying to make the show great? Do it every week with this thing. I'm ending this segment. What do you think about that, Mike? You're disappointed. Well, Mike, life is hard. Sometimes you get disappointed in life. Sometimes things you like end before you want them to end. But you know what, Mike? Sometimes the things you love come back. And you know what? I don't feel like doing this. I really don't. All kidding aside, I think I'm done with it. I don't know what to do with it anymore. I'm just yelling and blathering on about trying and pushing myself and trying to make the thing go to different places. And you know what? Enough is enough. But this show, it is a gift. I don't know. It's really not working. It's not working tonight. I'm not going to force it. Not going to force it. But you know what I am going to force? Yeah, that's not the right one. Where'd it go up like that? Oh, wait. Hey, what's this? Boom, 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 boom. Is this one that goes boom, 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 boom? Is it? the only classical music I know. There it is. Yes. You listen to me, and you listen good. I don't know. What do you think, Mike? Nah, that sucks. That song's called Butkus. It was named after his dog. Hey, old Butkus. <sighs> I don't know what to do. You know, these Rocky themes, they're just not working anymore. You try one and it doesn't fit. You try another one and it doesn't fit. And you try another one and it doesn't fit. Then all of a sudden, you know what? Maybe it turns out the first one fit the whole time. And you know what? Maybe that's a larger example of what we're doing here on the show maybe what i've been doing this whole time is the no i think there's only one way to do it look my friends been a weird year and maybe these show enders are little diary entries if I think about them that way I can chart the year from these things where I was sad and I was down and I started climbing my way back out of the hole to where I stand now feeling all right about myself feeling positive about the future Feeling ready for the next challenge. I think I'm getting ready for the next challenge. I wrote one thing that I feel good about. 
Felt like I kind of lifted myself out of the fog. Now, will anyone care? I don't know. There's nothing I can do about that. And maybe no one cares, and maybe I wrote it, and so it goes, and it fades into nothingness. Maybe that's all that was for that. But you know what? I'm going to start writing the next thing. You know why? Because I got more to do. And like I said earlier, you do these things for yourself. You don't do them for, for everybody else. Me trying to please someone I barely know. No! Like I said, six people, man. I got six people in my life that I know I can trust and they have my back and I want to make them laugh. And when they laugh, I feel good about it. Everybody else, I trust number one, numero uno, numero uno baby. The kid in the captain's chair. That's who I trust. Because I didn't get it, I didn't win no contest. This isn't the movie Eddie where I hit a free, uh, a half court shot and they gave me this show. Nah, this is scraping and scrapping and fighting and putting my own money on the line and my own time on the line and getting other people to do it. Like Dudio and Mike and Pat and Marsha and Amy and Terry T and all the people that work on this thing. You think it's easy to do this every week, but you know what? That when I go forward, I know I go forward doing it for them and with them having my back. And that's why I go forward and that's why I'm about to begin the next thing. I'm drawing a line on myself right now. You listen to me. What's the one thing I've wanted to do for years, Mike? What's the one thing? That's right. Thank you, Mike. Write a book. I want to write a book. I keep dancing around and hemming and hawing because you know what I know. When I start to write this thing, it's going to be funny, and then it's going to be so sad you cry until your eyeballs fall out, and then you're going to laugh again tomorrow. Yours truly, the captain, Mr. Amazing, the king of New Jersey, myself, I will begin my book! Besho will be back. I don't know about next week. Next week's 4th of July. Do we come back? I don't know. Well, maybe we'll pre-tape a show. I'll figure it out. You will have something to listen to next week. I promise you that. Thanks for listening to The Best Show. We'll be back in some form next week. Good night.